This is Carlos Arroyo, and you're listening to Lemon City Live. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. Hey, there we go. Oh, 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 wait. There it is. There it is. Go ahead and zoom in. Zoom in. Everybody get a good look at that face. That's kind of weak. You came weak today, bro. I feel like you've done that one. This is sexy lighting. This is not clown lighting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there it is. Got you. Uh, (laughs) Oops. Hey, welcome, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, This is the Evening Juice of Lemon City Live. Season seven, episode forty-one. We it's a Tuesday night. We're getting back into it. We're joined today with Ricky J. Mark. That is a man. You got all them letters after your name too, bro. Like that's some some fancy stuff there. I don't know yeah, what that means, they, but they cost I'm a lot. Yeah, I feel lot. like they do, but I'm gonna take it as respect. So I'm gonna give it to you. You know. Uh, now we're joined by Ricky J. Mark here from the Five Reason Sports Network, which has been blowing up, and they are our streaming partners. You know, we uh, we stream on their channel, so. Thank you so much for, for joining us. If you're a Five Reasons fan and making us a part of your evening, we appreciate it. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, make sure to like and subscribe. And for those of you watching on our Facebook and our Twitter, man, yo, what's up? You know the deal. You know how we get down. It's going to be a good time. Uh, Gus is running late. It's all good. He'll be here soon. He's got some stuff going on. But we're joined, man. Today, it's free agency. We got basketball stuff to talk about. We got F1 or FU to talk about. Then we got some some Vice City FC. We got everything here. But, Riggy, bro, we're going to start something with you. I didn't tell you about this before the show, okay? This is something we're going to start sneak doing attack. new with everybody. Let's sneak sure, attack. Sure, why yeah. not? You know, a little judo chop here. No pressure. Um, I, I want to start just kind of getting a pulse and letting everybody know who's watching or listening what kind of guest we have here. So I'm going to ask you three questions. Rapid fire here. I don't want any context. These are very simple questions. It's just to, sure. to capture your personality here a little bit. No context. Just tell me the answer. And we'll move on. The quicker, the better. Okay, so let me let me prep it up here. Uh, where's my? Oh, there we go. Okay, I'm ready to go here. All right, first question here. Fast. Don't think about it. Are you Biggie or are you Tupac? Biggie. Xbox, PlayStation, or Nintendo? PlayStation. Don Shula or Pat Riley? Pat Riley. All right, there you go, everybody. So that's. <laughs> That we gotta, we gotta. Wait, now you know everything you need to know about Ricky. That's and it, bro. We go. Let's go. Let's keep going. Let's go. See, that's <laughs> it. Nice and simple. There we go. So we got a, a Biggie PlayStation and uh, and Pat Riley. All right, cool, cool, cool. Not bad. All right, so Ricky, you're hanging out with us today. We're gonna we're gonna talk like some basketball. Um, as sure. you can see by my name here, I'm the confused Heat fan today. Um, Achilles, I don't know where he stands on this. We haven't really um, talked about it. Achilles. How are you feeling about so far? What day two of free agency and where the heat are like i said i before all these moves were made i wasn't the biggest fan of it but it's what we got so okay that's what and, it is you know what i mean riggy <laughs> thumbs up thumbs down where where are you on uh, how you feeling with the with the state of the, um, the heat franchise as of right now I, honestly i can't give either a thumbs up or a thumbs down uh, okay it's got to be like one of those like level thumbs Okay. Because, Neutral, you know, safe yeah. answer. Okay. Not not taking a I, risk. <laughs> well, no, it's just because here's the thing. It's great that they got Kyle Lowry, mm-hmm. but in terms of the grander context of the Eastern Conference, this doesn't necessarily make you a, a threat to ba- uh, to um to Brooklyn, to Philly, to uh Atlanta apparently. 
to yeah. um, who's that other team? Oh, yeah, that team that won the title, Milwaukee. It doesn't necessarily <laughs> make you a threat to those guys. Yeah. It's good that Miami made a movement that is more upward trending than lateral, but we have to remember Kyle Lowry is going to turn 36 in March. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And he's not mm-hmm. a spring chicken. It's a it's great that you got him, but Kyle Lowry is turning thirty six. Yep. Jimmy Butler turns. How did he 32. get so old? How did he get so old? Like I, I, I he's I, been he's been in the league a while. I feel like a he's while. only been in a few years. I thought I, re- I somebody said. I mean, again, we don't fact check shit here, so um, sure. I, sure. I I could have sworn I heard somebody say he's been in the league for eight years, and I'm like, no, nah, it doesn't seem right. But no, has he? He's been he's been good for eight years. Eight, okay, good journey- for eight years. He, he was he was a journeyman before that, basically bouncing mm-hmm. around the league. Kind of like Chauncey Billups did early in his career in the late 90s mm. before he ended up on those Pistons teams. Um, mm. But, yeah, I think it's good that the Heat, you know, they were able to go out and get Lowry. Uh, just a few hours ago, we hear that they uh, signed uh, Markeith Morris, one of the mm. Morris twins. Gus uh, loves himself to twins. But, yeah, who doesn't, right? <laughs> um, but uh, you have Markeith. Yeah. Oh, oh, boy. What have I done? Um, you know, he Markeith Morris has been signed. Uh, is he the good Morris or which is uh, no, he's not uh, the good one? He, is there a good Morris? Yes. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yes, is he good because he's with us or is he really just not? Well, I think he, I think he fits the personality of what Riley's trying to build. Uh, okay, if you look at the team as constructed based on the guys that we have so far. It's a bunch of dogs. Like these guys, these guys are not scared of a battle, they will grind you into dust if necessary. Mm-hmm. But Right now, as things currently stand, without some big trade, without a fully healthy Oladipo that's magically going to heal from his quad and knee injuries, I would necessarily say, not well. He's a free agent, I think. I believe he's a free agent. Man, that guy's dropped off. Yeah. Well, the thing is, no, I don't think any. I think a lot of teams are waiting for him to properly rehab because, after all, he played four games with Miami, hurt his quad slash knee, and was done for the season. We never heard from him again until Mm. he decided he was going to have season-ending. Uh, uh, knee surgery so I mean it's good that the Heat made these moves they're a little better than lateral but they don't necessarily move like I'm not worried if I'm in Milwaukee or if I'm in uh, Philly or if I'm in um, Brooklyn and I'm watching the Heat make these moves they're better than they were last season but the roster still still needs to be filled out so Achilles what you got man you that's that's 100% like Kyle Lowry's great and all but like you say he's 36 and the guy's literally never played 82 games ever in his Mm. whole career so you know he's gonna, now at this age, you know he's going to miss games during the year and come playoff time, eh, maybe he'll be out there. All right. And then now there's no more backup guards, or at least ball handlers, whatever. So that's, that, again, I, I'm not against Kyle yeah. Lowry's skill or his fit, uh-huh. but when you're giving three years $90 million to a guy who's not going to play a lot of basketball for you, mm-hmm. uh, and now you're struggling to fill out the rest of your roster because you've given all this money away, that's okay. where I was like, like I said, hopefully he does what he says and, oh, it's going to change BAM and it's going to lighten up everything for everyone else and we're going to be the best defensive team in the, in the league. Maybe. But that's yeah, if that'd, he plays. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be great. But, exactly. you know, we've had, we've seen really great defensive teams play in the past. Remember those Chicago Bulls teams that he kept beating in the playoffs? Exactly. They were yeah. great defensively, but they couldn't score. Now, Kyle Lowry, obviously he can put the ball in the basket. Uh, Jimmy can put the ball in the basket. Bam certainly has the talent to put the ball in the basket when he wants to and wants to be aggressive and play like the contract that he demanded before the season started last year. But 
you know, if generally this is a more defensive oriented team, you know, but look, I'll, for example, I have a list. I, I, I tweeted this out just yesterday um, in terms of the projected starting lineup. This was before uh, Miami got Morris. Okay. Cal, Kyle Lowry, in terms of age progression, he's going to go from 35 to 36. Tyler Hero is going to go from 21 to 22. Jimmy Butler, 31 to 32. P.J. Tucker, 36 to 37 at 6'5", 240. Oh, yeah, bro. And Bam, that's and what we Bam, Yeah, and Bam Adebayo is 24. He turns 25 after the season ends, okay? okay. I'm, like I said, I'm, uh, the average age of that starting lineup is 29.4 years, which is, uh, I believe, one of the oldest in the league. Bam Adebayo is the tallest player in that starting lineup at 6'9". Uh, you need size. I mean, I'm glad we got Deadman back. I'm glad we got some of these other pieces back. But the thing is, it's just, you know, I don't want Heat fans to get too hyped up about some of these acquisitions, you know. I, because what happens is we've seen this, and I've had arguments with Heat fans forever about this. And I, all I know is that when they start calling me Nick fan, I know they've got... Like, <laughs> they've got nothing. <laughs> um which is fine, but it's like, look, I, at this point, you're looking at this team, and it's like, well, all right, you have these players here. You've done what you could, but given the cap situation, you know, the fact that we're not like baseball or whatever, you're in a situation where it's not like you can, you know, sign a big-time free agent star. I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy is a great player. We saw that in the NBA Finals, but, you know, he's got a lot of wear on his tires, you know, this guy, this is a guy who played under tips for a long time. This is the same Jimmy <laughs> Butler that, you know, players age under him. This is the same Jimmy Butler that played, uh, let's see, 48 times two. That's what, 96 minutes? 96 consecutive minutes in the playoffs guarding LeBron James earlier in his, his career. Yeah. The bill, when it comes sure. to Yeah, when it comes to aging in the NBA, the bill will always come due. And unfortunately for a lot of players, it comes at the worst time. And I don't want to have to ride Jimmy to the promised land because, as we saw last year, it's not enough to just have those players and then keep going. Injuries happen, that's true, but, you know. Ricky, you're killing me here, though, man. Yeah, you're just giving me a bunch of bad news here. I don't want to be the the bearer of bad news, but the thing is, like, what what (laughs) I I wish Heat fans would understand more is that, like, for example, me, I'm happy to see Lowry here, but it's just like, well, you have to be realistic about the situation. You know, when I saw the Heat getting swept last year after that first game, when I said that the best chance of beating the Bucks was in that game one, it's not like I was miserable. It was like, well, we are who we are. It's nothing you can do. In many ways, it's more of like a, it's more of like a, an international football fans perspective. Mm-hmm. If you know you're good, yes, you have a puncher's chance. But if you're, if you know you're not good enough to beat this other team, you can just hope for the best. And if, if something goes your way, great, you get, you can advance into a few more rounds. We'll see All what right. happens, though. All right. Let me uh, let me be bad Heat fan here, though, okay? Sure. Well, that's your natural state. That's so. my natural stance, okay? Um, <laughs> I'm definitely a bad Heat fan here. I'm either Heat in three or we suck. We need to trade everybody fire uh-huh. Um uh-huh. That's kind yeah. of where I stand. I think a lot of people are like me. They just don't admit it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very open about my, my weird and just, you know, uh, off-the-wall stance here. But uh, somebody here said it here in the chat. Wait, let me scroll up a second here because, man, by the way, thank you guys for participating in the chat. Please keep the questions, comments coming, man. We'll try to get to as much as we can. But, uh, man, I don't. I lost it there. But anyway, somebody was talking about Bam and Tyler Hero taking the next steps. I was having a conversation with Gus earlier today, and I was telling him, I've been waiting for this next step thing every year for with Bam, it feels like, for the last... Uh, but he takes a step years. every year. See, you're a bad... Does he, though? But does he? This is where I'm bad. This is where I'm bad. Right. Go. Let, me finish, 
Let me As always, Edwin's trying to make me quit the show every time we talk basketball because <laughs> oh, the yeah. takes are the worst in the history of sports. I'm not. Right, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Time out. Time out. Time out. Sorry I'm late, guys. Yeah. You know, so having one of those days. Ricky, what's up? I want to know, are you Team Achilles or Team Edwin right now? What's going on? I don't think he's got enough info yet to develop, but I think he's probably leaning towards Achilles. I don't think I got many people on my we'll side. See, we'll, see, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I, like I, I want to I I hear what Edwin has to say, yeah. actually. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm by, by the way, Gus, he's a, he's a biggie uh, PlayStation and, uh, and Riley guy, so oh, we, we established right. that at the beginning. Um, all right, so my thing is, I my issue, and I think a lot of people don't want to admit it. I think a lot of people are quiet about it. I think... It's me. Bam frustrates me the most out of everybody on his team because mm-hmm. I feel like he's got he's that guy that we keep saying like we're 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 putting everything into him being the man and him being the guy who's he's taking the next step. And I feel like even if he doesn't take a step, like we still make it seem like he did. Oh, he got better. He got better. We'll find some praise and some angle to say. But overall, like I still get this feeling like, bro, I'm just not convinced he's the guy yet. Like or even. Mm-hmm. Like to me, I wouldn't be surprised if we've already hit the ceiling, and I, that could be, you know, a crazy thing to say that maybe, you know, he's got all this. Again, I'm not uh, your boy Brady Hawk, who's writing like you know 27 articles breaking down everything. Well, that kid is a so machine. Bad. Yo, you're 17, man. Be a, be be 17. Have some fun. But damn, I respect. Stop trying to ruin his life, bro. No, man. I, I'm I'm not. I'm not. He's. I, I love it. I read the stuff and I go to it for knowledge. But man, like to me, I just feel like. Like, I don't know. I, I, there's something missing there when I start thinking about Bam. And maybe mm-hmm. I'm all alone. Maybe I feel like there's a lot of Bam apologists and people are always going to mm-hmm. make like excuses like, oh, no, no, he's doing good. He improved from this year to this year. But it was, I think, I, and I was mentioning this to Gus earlier. I was about like three years ago, I think, that we had Tobin on the show, right? Yeah. He came over. We had a, a really good podcast. And uh, I was asking him, who's he most excited for this season? And he told me, oh, Bam, this is the year he takes that leap and he does that. And I feel like, you know, that's carried over the following year, the following year. Here we are again. Like, mm-hmm. we're we're penciling him in as a big three guy. But is he, like, <laughs> I, I just. So. I can't even hold my. I can't even hold. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just you saying. go ahead. I'll, 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 I've yelled at him about this a lot. So. <laughs> so so here's the thing. Here's the thing about Bam, Edwin. Like, now. so here's the thing. To If we're going to be completely fair, he has taken strides this season. He has had really good moments, especially in particular against the Brooklyn Nets. He had 41 against the Nets mm-hmm. one night. They lost, unfortunately, but he did get 41. He hit a game winner against the Nets. He took the ball in, you know, he took the game into his own hands and really delivered a, a win for Miami. Um, however, I think there is a lot that is left to be desired for Bam. And I think a lot of people started noticing that last night. When Team okay. USA, or this morning when Team USA was playing, I was looking at some of these tweets and it was like, where's Bam? Where's Bam? What's going on? Because apparently there were moments in the game. I didn't watch it. I was just following. It was, it was like 1240. I don't even know what channel that was on. There's like 16 different uh, places Peacock to watch or something. it. Yeah. And I'm not paying to watch Olympic yeah. basketball when I can watch <laughs> the NBA for free. Um, but yeah, like there were questions about Bam, Bam's aggressiveness. What I was saying throughout the season was that based on where Bam is right now, I think he would be better served as a third option where he's not necessarily depended upon to carry your offense. And he can just worry about boards, defense, all the things that he's naturally good at while he grows into his role. A great parallel, a parallel that I was always making um, was the 2007 to 2010 Lakers where Kobe had uh, Lamar Odom as his running mate for a a couple of years until Pau Gasol came to town. We people kept expecting Lamar Odom to be the Scottie Pippen to Kobe's Michael, and it, it it wasn't happening consistently. 
until Pau Gasol showed up, took that load away from uh, Lamar Odom, took that pressure off of him, and it allowed Lamar Odom to become the 2010-2011 uh, sixth man of the year. Okay. Based on what we get, what we see out of Bam right now, remember he's only about 24 years old. Yeah, that's the other important. thing. I feel like I'm I'm, I'm yeah. unfairly picking on a guy who who yeah. really well, should be like two years out of college. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's here's the thing though. You know, it's it's fair, but it's unfair at the same time because you know NBA legends like, for example, Dwayne Wade when he was 24. You know what he was doing? Mm. Carrying L, carrying the Heat to a yeah. six game victory over the. Over the uh, over the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, right? I heard of them. But at the same time, there are some players that don't really become anything special until later in their careers, like say Kyle Lowry, you yeah. see, or you know things like that. So you know, I think Bam right now for me is better served as a third option, which is one of the reasons why I'm happy to see Kyle Lowry here. But just going back to Kyle Lowry, I'll say this: um, it's easy to be excited about Kyle Lowry on this team based on what you've seen in the last few years from him. But again, we have to remember, he is 35 years old. He's turning 36. Nothing wrong with that. No, hey, nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Outside of the basketball court. (laughs) Outside of the basketball court, right? I'm like, Um, yeah, man, I want to be 35 No, outside of the basketball court. But the thing is, it's like, we can't, like, because I know whenever a player signs, whether it's, you know, in football or basketball Mm -hmm. or whatever, what do we do? We go straight to the YouTube. We go the YouTube. We go straight to YouTube to see what we can expect out of. We We go straight to YouTube to see what we can expect out of him. And the thing is, it's like, realistically, look, He's 35 years old. Very few NBA players are awesome after that age in terms of can he carry a team or a game. You've got Chris Paul, you've got LeBron James, you've got Michael Jordan, you've got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, guys who are Mount Rushmore-type players. Mm -hmm. Kyle Lowry was a glorified, was a journeyman that became a solid role player that eventually became all-star caliber for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying, I'm not saying he sucks or anything like that. Just don't be upset. Yeah. Temper when your, a 30, your expectations. Right. When oh, a 36-year-old yeah. Kyle Lowry yeah. is not giving you what you need. Because remember, Goran Dragic wasn't necessarily himself last season. Yeah. He was he was he oh, was yeah. he was riddled with after, injury yeah, and he was getting injury, older. Yeah. After that foot injury, he felt like he was washed. It's it, it sucked. All right. And hey, that just, one hurts though, saying, man. Like I was a big no, Ogie fan. You know Everyone. what I mean? And to see him like oh Miami should retire his jersey. As oh, far man. as I'm concerned, no one should ever wear number seven again. Damn, for real? Like yeah, that, like I mean that, that much. I mean that. I mean, look, I like the Goombas. Really? <laughs> really? Look, okay. as far as far as I'm concerned, Goran Dragic made himself a made man in Miami after Game Seven of the 2016 Eastern Conference Quarterfinals against Charlotte, when he had like 25, uh, 25, seven and five, and he was basically bullying uh, Kemba Walker. And he basically guided Miami to that second round. Of course, after Dwayne's heroics in Game Six, he also helped force a Game Seven. He also helped force a Game Seven against uh, against Toronto the following round with a career high thirty points. So, like, he's a made man. He gave everything to this team. It's a shame that we're probably never going to see him lift up the Larry O'Brien as a member of this team. But uh, you know, uh, he. This is one of those guys that embodied heat culture. He gave everything. He I just liked him because he had a good accent, and I just loved his, you know, he was always down for everything, man. Like, that guy was... No teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that works. Oh, too. that guy got beat up everywhere, man. Oh, God, black eyes, no teeth. Oh, he was, that guy was a fighter, bro. That guy was I a think, fighter, bro. He was. I think he it's was. a shame that he was injured in last season's finals. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. can see what a uh, healthy Goron going into a finals appearance looks like. That that sucks, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I think maybe seven, but... Last thing on Bam. Everyone's on this guy's case 
to be the best player in the league when he was a borderline lottery pick who's now an all-star and yeah. a deep boy candidate every year? Like, what more do you want from him? I don't understand. that. That's what I don't understand. You, you have, know what I don't understand, Achilles? Why do you look like you're a member of the Midnight Society? Turn on the lights, bro. No, bro. No, 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 no. We, we established this before you're here. This is Sexy yeah, Light Achilles. Sexy lights. What? Sexy it's, Light Achilles. It's the first thing it's, I heard. He yeah. didn't say he's going to tell me a scary story. No, 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 no. Sexy Light Achilles, bro. This isn't for kids' <laughs> stories here, bro. It's not Are You Afraid of the Dark. You know, we got Ricky over here. He's out in Paris. We got special guests. He's got the sexy light on, okay? Leave him alone. Carry on, Achilles. Keep going. What were you saying? Yeah, so I just don't understand. We can hype him up, but hyping someone up doesn't also mean that we think they're the best player in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, be happy that in what in the, the end of the lottery, you got an all-star player. Exactly. And then yeah. the guy is learns how to run an offense in, in, after one offseason. And then after another offseason, he learns how to shoot a mid-range jumper. Like, I don't understand why it's his fault and everyone's on this guy's case. When and he, then, he's gotten so much out of a player that at that position in the draft, you're lucky to get like an average starter. Like get okay. off his back, bro. And like, also something we haven't mentioned is that this season he was a serious candidate for defensive player of the year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Boy, that's what I'm saying. Let me yeah. ask you, let me ask you this, Ricky, since you guys are are pretty in the know over there on five reasons, man. Um, there was a lot of buzz about DeRozan possibly reuniting and this whole Lowry mm-hmm. thing. It was making the rounds, and I was like, all right. And I was kind of like, honestly, at first I was like, mm. but then I was like, all right, it makes sense. You know, because if we just get Lowry by himself, I was like, that's, I feel like we still could use some more. But with the Rosen, I was like, all right, maybe the package deal might be a little better sell and everything. But, yo, he signed for, what is it like? Uh, how much money did he get out of Chicago? Like 80 something million right now for like three years. The Rosen did. And good deal. yeah. And there's, I mean, there's no way we don't, we were, well, we're going to give him like a mid-level. Like that was it. So like, I mean, realistically, was that even an option? Like, why were we even talking about it? Like why were people so hyped about it? If he's like the disparity between what he actually signed for and what we could have offered is not even close. So, you know, there's two things. One, uh, I, we've got some great insiders, uh, at, with five reasons you've got ethan jay skolnick of course you've got mm-hmm. adam barai and then you've got greg sylvander those guys know their stuff and shout out to them especially for uh breaking a lot of news that a lot of the major networks weren't getting to yeah. the extent that some of the other guys seem to be acting real salty that these so-called nobodies well aside from ethan are you know breaking before uh the big guys right so shout this guy out knows to what's breaking up. Gotta give points so to out, to that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah fast forward to yeah. Shout out to those guys <laughs> for uh, being true insiders and you know having some real for integrity sure. when it comes to this stuff because it's a dirty business and they've just shown nothing but I don't know if class is the right word but they've been great and mm. I'm happy to be able to share a network with them now. Now that I've got the necessary shout out love show, <laughs> <laughs> here's what there I'm gonna go. say, here's what I'm gonna say right. Um, I think when it comes to a lot of these situations, um, when you see a player go elsewhere, I've seen oftentimes Heat fans feel almost slighted, like, oh, my God, was it personal? Like, was it something we failed to do? Or as if because of some of the amazing coups that Riley's pulled off, it's like, how come everyone doesn't take pay cuts to come here and all that stuff? It's like, it's wild. Because here's the thing. Um, DeMar DeRozan took, you know, he got a lot of money to go play in Chicago. All right. Let's take a look at Chicago's lineup right now. You've got Lonzo Ball, uh, Zach Levine. Vucevic. Now, one of those. Yeah. Uh, you, Nick Vucevic, who uh, is playing center. You have now DeMar, who's probably going to play maybe the three there. Uh, you have a powerful. I don't know what they're going to do with Laurie Markinen, but yeah. this Chicago team could 
I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to be a world breaker because the East has. But some they got guys better. Now. But they got better. They got big. They got better exactly. at almost just about every position, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's on a team where he can he, he can make money. He'll get touches and he'll be featured a lot. Yeah. In Miami, you've got already you've got Kyle Lowry, you've got uh, Jimmy Butler, you've got Bam Adebayo, right? I don't see how you acquire uh, Demar Derozan without seriously cutting into what little depth depth you already have and not only that me personally i just don't think demar would have been a good fit because nope. there are too many overlapping skills with, between him and jimmy butler yeah we're still short as hell too up. all across the board you know what i mean exactly yeah. and right now miami even with markeith morris you know they need us more of a power rotation they need more size because let's say you know because if you look out in la right now they brought back dwight howard they've got anthony davis they've got some big guys if you're going to take on these guys waiting for you, or matter of fact, just look at the Bucks. The Bucks yeah. are huge. You've got Giannis who's <laughs> seven feet. You've got Brooke Lopez who, if Giannis misses two games in the playoffs, suddenly becomes like, I don't want to say prime Shaq, but he becomes a, a 34 and he eight guy. Up. <laughs> yeah, he wakes up. He's Weapon. Like, yeah. yeah, those like, guys like, are Even Drew Holiday is a gigantic point guard. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's some big boys yeah. over there in Milwaukee, yeah. you know? Yeah, ask, ask Chris Paul and uh, yeah. Devin Booker about him. Exactly. You know? It's it's wild. Like so it's just you know I and not only that, but just think back last year to when Wade uh when Dwayne Wade decided to become part owner of the Jazz. How many Heat fans felt some type of way about that? And I'm like, yo, y'all, I'm with y'all. I wish he were a part owner. I mean it's a wonderful story to have a former player. Oh, yeah, no, I don't yeah. blame him, yo. But look, first of all, it's a it's a it's a it's a business deal. Yeah. You know? The value of the Jazz is gonna go up. They're a good team, <clears throat> they're on the rise. And mm-hmm. stop feeling so butthurt because somebody didn't choose you. Get over it. Nah. Like if if the if if the money would have been right, Dwayne would be here. He's made that yep. clear a million times. And not only that, he gave he practically gave y'all Jimmy. Exactly. You know? So not every not everything's gonna go Miami's way. That's a nice know? little it's gift. Just, I'll take that. It, yeah. I mean, finals in the first year, like that's not bad. That's yeah. not bad. Nobody expected that. All right, so. No. So then, all right, so real, all right, so we, we've got some moves. We got no more money, uh, mm. barring some <laughs> crazy, like, you know, uh, pulling it, like, uh, what's a Excel assassin coming through and making something happen, Ellisburg. I, mm-hmm. I don't see it, but I think this is pretty much what we're at. Maybe some, what is it, we still have, like, one mid-level or something left. So we got some Randall that's coming in. What we got now, it's, is it, is, it's an upgrade over last season, but... I think we so were, I think, were banking on a lot of guys playing up to potential, right? Like, for yeah, us I to think, really be competitive. Yeah. I think Miami's going to be very competitive for sure. I think they'll always have a puncher's chance in the NBA playoffs against Miami. Oh, not against Miami. Against all the other teams. I mean, we don't know. I mean, look, in a, best, in the, in a perfect world, Victor Oladipo comes back fully healthy on a cheap deal for like two and a half years or two or three years. He mm-hmm. slots into that starting shooting guard position. And next thing you know, nobody can score on Miami. And it's almost like the second coming of the, the the Pistons. Not only that, but Summer League is going on right now. They're playing the Lakers. They're down. Or, I mean, they're losing by like 15 or something. Damn, we're really watching oh, Summer League? Exactly like, sure. Of course, of course. Because look, here's the thing. Damn. As a result of Miami's cap situation, they've had to find <laughs> diamonds in the rough. You're Kendrick Nunn's. You're Duncan oh, Robinson. Sure, yeah. just signed, you know. Miami could find two or three guys always do. from this, always do. Yeah. you know, from like they have no draft picks, but I think they ended up with the most college players yeah. out of any team. Yeah, they it's like they end up with those drafted Every basketball yeah. player that played college that didn't get mm-hmm. drafted, you're an undrafted free agent for the Heat. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's possible. Like, it's possible this Heat team could end up actually pretty talented. And as we've learned about in the playoffs, hey, look, just get to the playoffs and the chips fall 
the chips might fall where they may, you know? Because, like, for example, let's say that was Miami, and I think it might have been, I don't know if it was Ariel or or Gad that brought this up last night during one of our streams. You know, suppose that's in the conference finals, because Miami ends up in the fifth spot instead of the seventh, that's mm-hmm. Miami who somehow shocks the, 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 the they, they beat the Knicks, they somehow shock the, uh, the Sixers, and then they get to game five, with uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, and let's say, and let's say, God forbid, he his knee goes a little bit further back, and he's and Giannis is gone. Yeah, you have the Heat back in the finals. Yeah, you see, yeah. it's it's a game of it's a game of inches. You know, it's a game of inches. Hey, like, ask, let's say, ask Kevin Durant. Yeah, he knows all about how big it's <laughs> you know costing exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, you know, I think it's possible. I think Miami is is being molded in the image of Pat Riley. You've got a bunch of tough, scrappy mm-hmm. guys that can, you know, you're developing some shooters. You brought your main shooter back. Struess okay. is coming back. I think I'm I'm high on Max Struess. I think he's going to become a pretty solid player in this league, and he's pretty athletic too. That's okay. what I'm he's Duncan Robinson, you know? but he'll dunk on a fool. Like. But, tougher. <laughs> but tougher. Yeah, so I think, I think Miami, they are well positioned to become a dark horse, but of course we're going to have to wait and see what happens. But, you know, I have no problem saying that while at the same time saying that, well, you know, so far free agency hasn't been super great. You yeah. know, it's been solid, but not yeah, like, exactly. oh, man, we, we can really take it to the Bucks now. I don't know. We'll have like, to all, see. all these people on Heat Twitter are like, oh, Kyle Lowry's the best and blah, 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 blah. And he did. That. I'm like. Yeah, but if no. he signed with L.A., he would have been trash with a big yeah, butt. For right? sure. <laughs> I saw <laughs> someone put out like. Oh, he's a flopper, and then like it stopped. Wait, wait, wait! No, I gotta, I gotta take that out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, delete all those tweets from back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, man. So we'll see, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, Kyle Lowry has a little bit left in the tank, thanks to Jimmy and Bam. You know, having high usage rates, and hopefully, uh, Duncan comes along. And like you said, Edwin, uh, Tyler, or I think it was somebody in the in, in the comments. Like, if Tyler can truly make take make a leap or take a leap uh this offseason and come back as a solid consistent like a baby gordon hayward type of player or something that bodes well for miami that makes miami Mm -hmm. even better but it doesn't necessarily uh, it doesn't necessarily erase some of the problems that miami has such as size and and rebounding you know you're gonna have to have that maybe a full season with Dwayne deadman might fix that but i'll just finish with this wild take that might be considered wild by some people oh give it to me I think Bam Adebayo is a power forward. I don't think he's an NBA center. I think he should play four. Mm-hmm. Miami needs to find a center, but that's I, that's something else. I can yeah, well, you got other people here agreeing with uh, with the the fact that we're too small. I mean, Suns also got killed by the Bucks because of size, and that's kind of a worrisome thing. You know, we haven't got like you said, six nine is the tallest guy we got. You know, yep. and you're saying that he should be playing power forward. So that's you know, it's real cause for concern. I'll tell you what I like about Lowry. The, the mm-hmm. one thing that I do like is that he's boys with Butler. He's boys with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know that coming in, it's a, it's, it's, he obviously, they're boys. They get it. There's no worries about is he going to fit in? Does he understand what he's getting himself into? There's no bait and switch here. Like he's going into something and he's like, yo, I'm here to work. This is my boy. I'm coming through. And I like that. That to me, that's a, a positive thing here. I don't know. I can't say the same about like the PJ Tuckers or whichever one of the Morris sure. twins we got today. You know, it's something <laughs> like we got it, it, but I know I have that lockdown with Lowry and he's playing point and he's that part I know that I'm going to be all right with. But production wise, we'll see, man. I mean, hey, yep. people, if people like Lowry, maybe, you know, who knows midway through the season if some people are sellers and other people need something, you know, maybe we can, you know, acquire some more assets then. You know, there's still. 
Anything is some possible. opportunity. Anything is possible. I mean, you know, because like, look, I'll just get one fun fact. You know, my uh, Pat Riley transformed whatever the heat were in 1994-95 within about six months into Tim Hardaway and Alonzo yeah. That's right, baby. Okay. He did that yeah. very quickly. The turnaround on that was very quickly. And we know that Pat has a trigger finger. He'll if he sees a deal out there that he likes, he'll go get it. All yeah, right. So there's that's something to think about. Zoe, Timmy, and Sasha Danilovich. How about that? That's an old school heat name oh, right there, bro. Man. What? Yeah. Yeah, I may have only watched uh, a game in the last four years, like that guy said in the comments, yo. But I, I've been watching game, it for a long time, bro. You, wa- you watch, you watch the one game that mattered. <laughs> I wa- I've been watching it for a long time. Uh, anyway, uh, all right. So we got plenty of heat stuff, and we'll we'll dive into it a little bit. Uh, I want to bring back something that we haven't done in a little while. We used to do this on the radio. We've done it a few times here. Was a little we we call it phonies and bullies. All right, which is. We kind of go through some topics, and this the, the focus here is we're going to keep it to these signings and these free agency movement that's happened. I got like seven of them here that I'm just going to toss them out here kind of quickly. Give me, do you think it's a bully move? Do you think it's a phony move? What do you think of this whole thing? Uh, we'll start it off here. Achilles, I'm going with you. Russ, Russell Westbrook, your boy, Brody to the Lakers, phony or bully? What do you think about that? Phony. Phony? <sighs> Not feeling it? So my whole thing with him is I love watching him play. Mm -hmm. I want him to be in the league forever. Yeah. But he's shown no matter where he goes, like it doesn't make that huge of a difference. And the Lakers went, you know what, he you're gonna go old and big in defense. Fine, we're gonna go even more old and big. (laughs) (laughs) They were the oldest team last year, uh, average age, and they got older. So they ridiculous. So, like, mellow out there and all may, people. maybe that maybe being back home and with lebron unlocks something but okay. what is he he's a high usage guy you really think he's gonna take the ball away from lebron and ad and then what's he you. doing just playing defense that's yeah. it's just more of a fit i love the guy yeah but like <laughs> all right gus you got something gus you want to contribute to that or you piggyback i think it's him? i think it's a little bit bully man like, i think you having all those guys that they have they're gonna be able to load manage a lot and all okay. those guys are, I, I feel like they're going to stay healthy throughout the season and be playing big games when it counts. Ricky, what you got? I think it's a bully move. All right. Not only are you talking about three high usage guys, you're talking about a Brody who has never really played with a player like LeBron. He's played with a KD. Mm-hmm. K, KD's not LeBron. He's played with a James Harden. James Harden ain't LeBron. He's played with a Bradley Beal. <laughs> Bradley ain't LeBron. Yep. And I think when you consider the fact that LeBron is the kind of player that would love that actually likes it when other pl- other players are taking a bunch of shots, yep. it allows him to rest. And the thing is with Brody, yeah, I mean, there's been situations where he's had to struggle. The the Wizards were a catastrophe last season in terms of <laughs> roster. Um, James Harden still James got him Harden to the playoffs, James right? Harden. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, barely. Yeah. Um, that was two people. I can't name another every, Wizard. I can't even name another Wizard. What we might say about Westbrook is that you know people might have people might have issues with him, but here's the thing: every time he leaves, they love him. Yeah. They like they show appreciation to him because he's a great. I teammate. love him. That's what I said. Now, I we can, love yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> we can talk about like we can talk about his style of play, which can be problematic. Yeah. But at this point in his career, with AD and LeBron right there, I don't think you're going to get the same kind of mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook. You know, I don't think you're going to get a stat pattern. You're going to get a guy who actually tries to play within the offense. Because if I remember this correctly, that first year when it was him, Mello, and Paul George, he wasn't exactly selfish. I distinctly remember a game in which he actually passed it to Mello for the game-winning three. 
Yeah. Melo hits it, and I think they hit a game winner on the other side. They ended up losing, but that's not Brody's fault. Nah. It's just it is mm-hmm. what it is. So now that he's going to be in L.A. with LeBron, with AD, keep in mind, this is a conversation that they were having for weeks leading up to this point. You have to think that going into the situation, there's going to be a different approach. Now, if you want to be, if you want to demonstrate some worries about spacing and shooting, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. But consider this: AD can stretch the floor. LeBron has gotten ridiculously efficient since Spo got his hands on him. And not only that, the Lake—they're currently in the process of signing guards that can shoot. I mean, they took—they were able to get Kendrick Nunn. They were able to bring Didn't back they get like Wayne the, Ellington. Uh, they got, yeah, they got Wayne, Ellington. Wayne Ellington. They got, everyone. They they got, got shooters. <laughs> there's a yeah. There's a chance they might. There. I mean, I'm not. I don't claim to know like some rumors or whatever. But there's a chance. Who knows? Who's to say that they don't set up some sort of sign and trade setup where they send uh, Dennis Schroeder out to uh, Philly or something for uh, Danny Green or something. I, oh, I mean, please, who knows? Because they're going to automatically lose. That guy. And, and not, only, not only that. <laughs> That's a different topic. Well, Well, yeah, if Danny Green hits that three, you lose in five and not six. Hey. But, um, but, yeah, so the thing with, like, all that is just, like, you know, you have shooting, you have spacing, those are concerns, but you also have age. That's something that concerns me. Now, I see some of the recent signings are like, okay, all right. They're starting to try to bring down that average that average age, but I think Brody was a great get for I'll the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. I think no, it's a good it's not fit. Bad. It's just if you ask me if it, that's going to be what puts them over the top, I don't think so because AD, you can't guarantee that he's going to finish a season. LeBron is a lot older. He got hurt for the first time in his career. Mm-hmm. So when you put that, when you put those factors in it, and if worst case scenario, it's just Brody and a bunch of shooters. Oh, so well, you see well, what you said about injuries. The, yeah. Okay, so AD has always been injury prone. That's yeah, fact. that's what I'm saying. Le, LeBron's injuries have been freak injuries. Like last year, the the ankle, somebody rolled on his ankle and he was out for, for sure, a while, right? But those he things, was like, that's the first see, time he went. I'm good, bro. I yeah, need to take a break. A lot of yeah, a lot of those injuries are they weren't like wear and tear, no. where it's like he's picking up issues and stuff like that. Well, I guess you know, with beast, Westbrook. Yeah. With Westbrook playing, and keep in mind, this is a the way they got this set up. LeBron's got a tight ship. He's not just going to let one player just go off, run him up. You know, you're going to play within that system, or yep. bye. That's just how it is. Bron will trade his. Bron trades his friends. It's yeah. not a problem. Bron's a player you know? GM. You know what I'm saying? So I'm yeah, definitely. So I, think, I, I know where you're going at. Yeah, I'm. I'm optimistic, but you know, I think seriously, like AD really has to reconfigure his training because either there's some, either I don't know if his he's Mr. Glass, man. Off, that guy's Mr. Glass, but. He has yeah. to figure out how to get stronger and to stay healthy because you want them to trap lightning in a bottle again, like they did in 2020. But it'd be great if they were, if AD were to actually play a playoff game in June yeah. or April or May. Look, I'll tell you, I, I think this move has bully potential all over it. And mm-hmm. this is why I think what, what Brody brings to the table, there was uh, did you guys watch the, uh, I hate Christian Leitner documentary from yes. on 30 yeah. for 30. There yeah. was a line in there that I think sums up what Brody is and what he could be. And Coach K was saying that Christian Leitner was – think of it, having him on your team is like if you own a building and you're the superintendent and he's the heat. If you got to control him just right and it will power everybody mm-hmm. and everybody's happy. But if you do too much, you know, you can set the whole place ablaze. And I think yep. that's kind of like you were saying. All those people that are not LeBron are, are bad soups. You know what I mean? Those are guys that just couldn't – didn't know how to handle it. I think LeBron is the perfect guy – for Brody to go in there, pair up with he listens. There's mutual respect, and like yes. he said, he's the he's the he's the player GM. He's definitely gonna bring you. Now the real key here, and I think that this move is, I'm telling you, this move is good for the Lakers. I have, if Mr. Glass can stay healthy, and those mm-hmm. three can 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 coexist, which I think they can. And the key is if this guy stays healthy, yo, to me that's a championship squad, man. Like I got them 
as number one in the West. I don't really see how they can really I, like they're just solid. But Anthony Davis should be the best player in the NBA. Like that guy has every talent, every skill, everything <laughs> yeah, you agree. want. You know what I mean? But he's just—he's always hurt, man. You know what I'm saying? So if he—if st- he were to stay healthy, man, I got no doubt that LeBron and, and Brody are going to coexist. So, all right, we got a few couple more here. Let's go through these a little quicker. How about Steph's two hundred million dollar extension for the second time in his career? That's—I think that's a universal bully, man. I don't know about bully. you guys. Bully, that's right? Yeah. Give him all the money in the world, bro. Yeah, two hundred million. He changed the way people play basketball. Just give him money. Exactly. If you want. Give him a better yes. shoe. Give him a better shoe. Also. Yeah. yeah a better See, shoe that's oh, you don't, like not get, don't get into that. Evan. Oh, <laughs> I don't. Oh man, I'm definitely not a. a I, does, do any of you guys own Under Armour shoes? Like, I've just no. not can't Under put myself Armour to buy a pair of shoes. Basketball shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have like one T-shirt of Under Armour. I think that's all I got. I'm not an Under Armour guy, and I'm not like a Nike loyalist. I wear whatever. I got all. T- I got a pair of Converse behind me over here, but I'm not gonna rock some Under Armour, man. I'm just not with it. Uh, all right, how about Lonzo? To Chicago is that a bully move? I mean, that makes Chicago pretty good. I like nah? it. I wish. Like, I wish he came to Miami. I wanted him. I wanted him. And Achilles and I were both on that same page exactly. that yeah. we wanted him. I think the real issue here, and Gus brought this up earlier today, is why does he get to be called Zo? There should only be yeah. one Zo. Why are we calling Alonzo? You and then know? his younger brother is Melo. There's already a Melo in the league. Yeah, that's their whole family. That's some disrespect, though, man. I mean, come on. Oh, that's some disrespect, man. I feel like like the past past couple of decades, NBA just sucks at coming up with nicknames for these players. Real dude, like it's yeah. You know who's the real MJ? Then is it Mary Jane Watson or Michael Jordan? Oh, dude, there's no monopoly on nicknames, man. No, 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 man. But that's I I think that's like low, low, like like come on, Alonzo. The best you come up with is Zoe. We've already. It's not like there's that many Alonzos out there. You know what I'm saying? Playing NBA and you got a couple and you're gonna call them the same thing. Like, get a little creativity, man. Just like, like phone it in. Ask somebody for some help, man. Damn, if you can come up with a better name, I'm just saying, man. Oh man. So, hey, shout out to Francisco. Hey, man. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up, man. You know, I like that. Oh, our boy Taylor's in the house, man. What's up, Taylor? I like the rocks. Shoes for workouts, but I haven't worked out in six months. I feel you, bro. I feel you. Again, all their other shoes are good. My Miami FC used to get Under Armour shoes every year. Yeah. And I'm special. I used to get a pair, and they were they were fantastic, bro. Fantastic shoes, but okay. the basketball shoes are trash, and they've been trash. They've been trash since I was at Auburn, yeah. and like Ooh. all the players were like, "Yo, no, I'm not wearing Under Armour shoes. These are the worst." We'll yeah, put tape dude. over the Nike. We we'll do whatever we have to do to not wear free Under Armour basketball shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, and that's not even the the. I saw a bunch of those way um those Steph shoes on at on, at Ross for like twenty bucks one time, and I was trying to find a pair that would look kind of decent, but just. They just—I don't know, man. It's just not a good look for a guy who makes oh. two hundred freaking million. I don't mean um, to break in on this, but uh, uh, o- Omer Yurt Seven has twenty-five points. Dude, yeah, I saw rebounds. that he was balling. I had the oh, game earlier. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for yeah. saying his name, Yurt Seven. All right, there we go. Yurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I'll just go with Yurt. <laughs> That's a good nickname. <laughs> See, yeah, that look at that. It took you all of what, like two seconds to think of. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Well, I mean, it's a New York thing, but that's hey. a good thing altogether. You know, I feel it, bro. I feel it. All right. Uh, let's see here. How about CP3 making half a million, half a billion dollars in his career playing basketball, or, or damn near half a billion? Uh, is that uh, because any of you feeling bully, or is well, that kind of phony? Because I think it's super phony. That guy's phony. There's no, I'll never give him bully anything. I don't like that guy. He can dick punch all he wants. I'm, you know, how do you how do you go and get half a billion dollars? For having a 2-0 lead in the finals as the best thing on your resume, you know, and then blowing it. I don't think that's the best. I think the best thing on his resume is taking a non-playoff team and taking them to the finals. 
Come on, bro. Like, all right, but that's been done. That's been done. People have done that before. You're gonna give this guy Ooh. half a billion dollars? Who said that? Who, I don't know. I'm sure somebody's so, done oh, it, man. I don't know. Okay, thanks. Oh, Great I, argument. I know, Great argument. Ricky, somebody tell me. Back me up here. Somebody's done this, right. right? Like, this is not new. Chris Paul. Chris Paul is the greatest point guard in like in in this current generation. Every team he's gone to, their winning percentage has gone up by like 15 or 20 percent easily. You know, granted, the in many ways, the Suns this season are what Heat fans expected out of Miami last year. After okay. The you know, they didn't. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they expected another final strip, but Chris Paul actually took them there. His issues have been the choking sometimes, but hey, let's give credit to Drew Holiday. Absolutely, just tearing him apart. Not only that, not only that, but I mean, from after game one, I think he had like fifteen or sixteen turnovers, which was completely uncharacteristic of him. So if if it's not like a collapse, it's an untimely injury. Thankfully, he was able to overcome it in the first round to get past the Lakers. But look, Chris Paul's a great, like he's the best point guard in since the year he was drafted. He absolutely earns. He, he's absolutely sure. earned that money. Yeah, that's because a bad class one, of point guards then, man. I don't look, know. I'm just no, he, he's one of those. Look, he's one of those point guards. He's one of those players, actually, in the NBA yeah. where if he's on your team, you're, you're if not a contender, you're going to the playoffs. You're already better. He changes the dynamic. He changes the culture. He changes the tenor of this team. You know, that's and, there's your answer, Gus. Jimmy Butler did it. That's right. In our hey, own backyard. Took us to the no, no, no. He said no. You see, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Bolter, Jimmy nah, Bolter hey, didn't do anything. Jimmy Bolter. Jimmy Bolter, that was the man. Hey, hey don't hate on him. Don't hate on him. But hey, Hito, I got you, baby. That's right. Butler, he knows what's up. Uh, look, yeah, hey, Chris, Chris Paul, he, man, I don't know. I just, there's just, something's always bothered me. Something's always been off with that guy. I've never been a fan. Uh, I've definitely, from the school of Jason Kidd being the greatest point guard of all time, but, you know, that's for, for another day. Uh, but let's go on to the next one here. Let's go on to the next one here. My last, uh, I got a, I got two, two. Uh, I got one more. I got one more here. How about let's finish off with a, a good one here. How about <laughs> Fournier to the Knicks? Bully or phony? <laughs> All moves to the Knicks is a phony move. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, like oh God. Okay. All right, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay, so take a second, take a second. Collect your thoughts here. Usa. Honestly, I'm gonna say bully. I have to say bully. I have to. (laughs) For the Knicks, it's a huge move. I know I have to. Uh, Here's the team is a phony move. For the Knicks, this is like as good as it's gonna get. Here's why. Because I think when you consider what some of the Knicks' biggest problems were against the Hawks in that first round series, was offense. If Derrick Rose and Alec Burks don't have really good games in those series, it, they get swept. They don't lose in five. And Evan Fournier is a solid two uh, is a solid two guard in this league who will give you scoring right off the bat. Except the price the tag where he was a disaster. Well, yeah, yeah, but you know there was a lot going on there. Um, the price tag looks a little high, but I think we also have to consider that the cap is going to go up in the next few years. Uh, the league was able to survive COVID, even though unfortunately six hundred thousand people couldn't. But mm-hmm. business is business, I guess. Um, the cap is going to go up. That number isn't going to be too bad in a couple of years. And I think, oh my God, Hassan Whiteside signed to the Jazz. The Jazz. <laughs> I just thought I got the wow. I got the alert. That's hilarious. But yeah, I think I think it was a bully move because it shored up what they needed from the two guards two guard spot. And not only that, you know they they made some good moves. They brought back Rose. They brought back a few of the other guys, and they did. They had a pretty solid draft too. 
The Knicks are well positioned. The the Knicks are well positioned moving forward. The whole East has completely transformed in like two years from a horseshit two team (laughs) conference. But like again, Mm -hmm. the Bulls and the Knicks aren't aren't going to win a championship. Now you have to vote those teams, the Hawks, like. Uh, Hawks are good, Milwaukee, like, everybody, yeah. Yeah, dude, the East I think they, is deep I think they keep one. Yeah, I think they won. Okay. I'm still tripping about it. It was like so random that they brought him in right before the playoffs last year, and I was like, what are we – what kind of move <laughs> yeah, is Yeah, that was a Kendrick Nunn deal. <laughs> yeah, man, but apparently it's going to pay off, and now we got some a seven-foot offensive dude. I'm still loving your choice of horse shit as the proper shit to 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 quantify what the so uh, Eastern bad. Conference it was, was so dude. bad. And like yeah. I said, now it's a legitimately <laughs> deep conference. <laughs> it's legit, man, for real, dude. All right, so all right, so the first two days overall of NBA free agency have been pretty fun. You know, we got a lot of movement. It's always good. The the soap opera kicks in, but you know what? Thursday we got NFL uh, Hall of Fame game. We got football coming right back up, man. In a couple of weeks, it's just gonna take over everything until you know basketball and everything starts but i definitely uh i'm excited we'll see i don't know my, my expectations here i think the heat will compete i think we're middle of the pack there in the east you yeah. know i think that's where we fit once the ball gets tossed i'm all 100 behind the heat and the propaganda will start going again but until that moment i'm gonna question it but once they're on the field on, on the court i gotta get behind them and support them <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm all heating three, baby. Like heating three, baby. Heating three. Let's go, yes. baby. Yeah. Take your shirts at lemoncitylive.com slash shop. We were just heating trying three. to pedal shirts and stuff, man. <laughs> why not, bro? Oh, man. We gotta oh, make more Gus, than $4.99 an episode. Hey, bro. You're getting good. You're getting called out, bro. You look more like Quiet Gus, bro. You haven't seen him, man. You got to get a couple drinks in him. Check back in on Friday, bro. That's when you get really happy. Yeah, we got to yeah, get man. Friday shows back to get Friday Gus shows back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ricky. I'm uh, we're 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 gonna take a pause from basketball here. I'm sure we'll dive back yes. into it, man. Because yo, you got that smooth operator voice, dude. We could have definitely used you at onside, man. I would have loved to have you on there instead of you know my <laughs> oh, my loud voice. Uh, but anyway, uh, are do you dabble in the Netflix? I know you're 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 obsessed with your summer league here. You're you're focused on that. But do you dabble in the Netflix? Okay, so I, in response to that, I'm going to give a shout out to my little sister Heather because she just got me onto Manifest. I just mm. I'm in the process of watching the first episode today. I okay. just finished watching Kim's Convenience, okay. which is this Canadian show about a Korean Canadian family. Um, it's it was not that bad. It's actually starring the the guy who's going to be in Shang Chi later this year. So look out oh, for cool. that. Um, I finished Yasuke. Thank thanks again to my little sister. Uh, who, uh, which was a fantastic. It was a great way for me to get back into anime. So you know, I'm, I'm a little, I dabble a little bit. All right, and good, this, good. This documentary, uh, something about becoming a tyrant that I just somehow oh, it was ended good. I'm watching. It. I burned through that. Like I was like, oh, I don't know, this might be kind of whack. And I started it, and it was very good. <laughs> yeah, I'm on. I think episode two. Like the uh, the dude from uh, Uganda. I forgot his name. Oh, I, should, I really should know this. I really should know this. But anyways, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, where, that's where I'm right. right now. Well, you gave props to your little sister. I think maybe sometime next week you're going to give us props because we're going to put you on to something, bro. It's called Drive to Survive. It's the F1 show. Drive it is bananas. All right, let me give you the skinny here, all right? We're, we're officially rolling into F1 or FU, okay? Here it is, F1 or FU. That's what we're at let's now. Go. Uh, yep. Let's go, baby. So here we go. Hashtag. We get into, you know, hashtag it. You know, you get get in your gear. We're on the grid. These are all terms all right. that you don't know right Lights now, but they're going to make let's sense. Go. All right, Lights out. Boom. Let's do this. All right. So here's what happened. About a solid, what, two months ago, Achilles? Right? Like, I think it was like May, June-ish? Some, yeah. Somewhere around there. 
well into two months for sure. Yeah, Achilles goes, hey, I'm going to start watching this show on Netflix. It's about Formula One. I actually had a couple of friends of mine told me the same thing. Achilles gets onto it, and he's like, yo, this show is the tits. I love it. I got to watch this stuff all day. And then on top of that, he's not only is he watching the show, he downloads the game on Xbox because he's an Xbox guy like myself, even though, you know, you're cool with PlayStation. It's all right. Yeah, and he, got, he downloads the game, the F1 game. He starts racing. He starts telling me about lap times. And then on top of that, he's like, yo, I'm watching the Grand Prix of Monaco this weekend, and it is phenomenal. We had this whole discussion, and he hooked us on F1, and he sold it to us. And now Gus and I, we're about like one and a half months into our fandom, but we're officially the yeah. number one citrus-based Formula One talk show in South Florida, bro. Like we citrus we we based. know what's I up, we yeah. know what's happening, we know everything that's hat. going. Yes. Oh, he got a Honda hat. You know, we've chosen teams. We got favorite racers. So here's what it is. All right, that F1 show on on Netflix. You got to watch it. It's like a reality show for rich people. But it's way cooler than like uh, the what, you mean, what's you that? Mean the stock market. Oh, it's like yes. if Hard Knocks was actually interesting. Yes, yes. It's, it's super great. behind the scenes. Great, yeah. I love that. That's a it's, great it's, way it's to put behind it. Behind the scenes of all the drama mm. that goes down in F one. Exactly. It'll Get it'll s- hook you automatically. You're <laughs> onto it, and then you're gonna be like, "Yo, let me, let me." I, I've learned some stuff. I'm saying, and here's the best part: you can binge on three seasons, okay? Because That's the it. seasons it catches you up to where we are now. Oh yes, because the seasons, okay? The show is recorded during the actual F one season right and then at the end of the season they show you everything that happened behind the scenes so you're gonna get the behind the scenes of the last three years of f1 racing right and you're gonna be like yo that carlos Sainz guy he switched teams hey this guy he did this this that boom 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 you're gonna be all over it and then you're gonna see the dirty world of 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 dirty racing over here you know and it's gonna be awesome and you're gonna be hooked on it and then you're gonna be telling everybody else and then a year from now we're gonna all be at the grand prix of miami just having a good time it's gonna be Mm -hmm. phenomenal okay so the show is great if you want to dabble in the video game, I, I, I got on it, too, like Achilles told me to. It was awesome. Now, the races this weekend, right, would have been a great first race for you because it, it was, was pure insanity. Insanity. <laughs> insanity. There was so much crazy stuff going on. Uh, Achilles, give me the skin here and why you hate Lewis Hamilton so much. Lewis Hamilton, by the way, are you familiar with the name, Ricky? Yes, yes. He was oh. a sponsor of BlackBerry at one point, back when I used to care about that company. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hey, whatever the whatever the entrance into F1 is, man, it is what it is. Roll with it, baby. Roll with it. All right. So, yeah, he was he's kind of a big deal. He's a seven time back to back seven time back to back champion. Um, And he's the number one racer on the number one team that's won seven championships as well. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. So Achilles, uh, he hates him. He uh, he doesn't like him. He despises him. It's like the evil empire. It's the way Gus hates the Yankees. Achilles Mm. hates Lewis Hamilton. So that's where we're at. Okay. All right. All right. So go for it. So are we just, do you want me just to get into that? Or yeah, you do, do a race recap? What are we doing here? You, you tell me. First tell me how why you you, you hate Lewis Hamilton. Because I know after Actually, this week. I never had a problem with him. I think okay. he's a great racer. The guy's a, a goat in the sport. Everyone says so for mm-hmm. a reason. But these last two races have driven me just insane. Because they've been getting their asses handed to him by Red Bull. Like, not even close. <laughs> and then in the last two races, they've gone full sweep the leg and just crashed red bull out of both races all right those are the only races that lewis hamilton is winning and he still didn't even win this one (laughs) right so you had the you know he got in trouble he took his 10 second penalty because he was obviously in the wrong taking out the only guy out there who can beat him yeah and then you have this race where his his teammate on turn one oh oh, uh, i forgot how to break and takes out six cars including both red bulls 
Yeah, I'm telling you, bro. Went straight goon. Straight no, goon. He, they said, hey. I'm, again, I'm not saying that even it was on purpose, but he, Valtteri Botas is considered like top three, top five racers in the, in, in the, on the circuit, right? How does he forget how to break in rain, bro? That's not a good excuse. <laughs> hmm. And you take out, okay. again, so the two races where Mercedes has performed well this year are the two races where they've literally taken out Red Bull. Yeah, they've straight up sent this goon in there. Like the, the same way, you know, Hagashak? Yeah, that happens in here, except they did all six fouls at one time. You know, they said, yes. boom, knock them I mean, all out and get everybody DQ. And not only do you take out both Red Bull cars, which you can't match. It's just a better car. You take out Leclerc, who's been really good. You take out Lando Norris, who's the only guy who's finished points in every race. And then Lewis Hamilton still finishes second, bro? Like, I don't want to hear that. After all that. So, I'm so done. And again... Win your race. Like, it is what it is. The cards fall as they lie, but be humble about it. You know, it's like, <laughs> uh, at Silverstone, he was like, I worked so hard. This is amazing. Rah! And then in this race, the fucking guy is just complaining the whole time. He doesn't, there's not one car on the track that's good as good as his, and there's no driver better than him on the track. And all he does, oh, my real wheels aren't working. I'm not getting <laughs> enough power. I can't get around this guy. Ooh. Like, <laughs> Just have some respect for yourself. Just go out there. You're better than everyone. Go in and just leave it at that. It was, See, I feel it was like you need the therapy. I need you to get it out. There. You feel better. So I, I'm intrigued by this, but okay, Achilles, curious. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Formula One, that's the more international racing, right? Yeah. Because I know NASCAR is very American. Yeah, and yeah no, no. This know, is all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's what, okay, so, all right, because, all right, that makes sense. All right, that makes yeah. sense, because that's what, that's what, that's what, in France, it's what I hear a lot. Like I think it's F one and then, oh yeah, oh, and keeping with your France, yeah. Tell them Achilles what it was happened. A big day for France, huge. I, I saw, blues. I left France I saw on Twitter. So uh, French racer um, Esteban Ocon. That's my boy. He comes out of that fucking terrible crash, gets out in first, and fucking sticks to it. Great race. But I saw that he's the it's the first time in like. 30 Since years 83 that a French a French racer in a French car with a French engine won a Grand Prix so yeah. oh, they're, and, they're and, not going to shut up about that forever oh and, you, man. Again, and once you watch <laughs> oh, Drive to Survive Ocon will be mm. in contention for your favorite because he's like the guy on the track on the circuit that like came from nothing and his parents had yeah. to like live in a freaking trailer to make sure he's got his go-karts and shit so he's just a good story and on you, bro. top of that, he does this this great win. It, that was a great story. Oh, yeah, bro. I'm going to add that, I'm gonna add that to my list now. Telling you, bro, you're going to be hitting us up. In, in whenever you start watching, you're going to be hitting us up. You're going, yo, you, these guys, you guys are right, bro. This thing is on point. <laughs> you know, where do I get the shirts? How do I, when's the next race? You know, you're going to be all over it because I'm telling you, this last race alone was, had, it was, it was bananas, dude. had a last to almost first place story. You had the, 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 the underdog story winning. Then you had a disqualification at the end of the race, plus six guys getting DQ'd at the beginning of the race. You had all this drama all wrapped up. There was up a with crash in the pit lane. like Sprinkling was... some rain at the beginning. Oh. There was all types of chaos. That Everything whole thing was happening. where everyone goes into the pit, but then stupid Lewis Hamilton stays out, and then he <laughs> cries the whole time when everyone else is doing it. He's like, I'm just going to stay out here. I'm Lewis Hamilton. Blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> that's the best all right so wow. then and now you have to wait three weeks till the next that's race so you have time summer break yeah so you have time to catch up on the show 
And you're- yeah, yeah, I got time. You see, it's on my list, so I'm not just bluffing. I'm, <laughs> nice. It's on my list. I like right. that. I like that. I like that, my man. You know, that's what's up. See, that's really, you know, mm, I like that because I'm telling you, you're going to be hooked. It's good, okay. and you don't have to know anything me. about it race. It surprised me. When I started watching room, it, room. I was like, Car. eh. Car and I got, I got hooked. Yeah, I'll man. Admit. Yeah. See, yeah. even Gus over here. And Gus has it. Gus, see, Gus got lucky. He picked his the his favorite racer like randomly. Just happens to be like the best guy right now, you know. So, but it was a fair random. Like he had no idea we did it on the show. We didn't you didn't even talk about Verstappen, the yes. best racer in the world right now. Gets crashed. His car is completely <laughs> trashed. They get in the pit lane and they patch that bitch up with some duct tape. And he's like, you know what? I could DQ right now, and not and not and be you know okay with it because I got crashed. I said fuck that. I'm going for it. And with his busted ass car, he raced and finished ninth nope. with yeah, a broken Taylor car. And the and the whole time he wasn't. Ooh, I can't. Bro, that's that's a flex seal infomercial if I've ever heard of one. Bro, bro like where's that guy? Flex seal. Like he wasn't crying the whole time. <laughs> the guy could have complained the whole race about, oh my car's broken. I'm not getting any grip. Blah blah. No, he just went out there and the man raced and still finished ninth in a broken car. Yeah, man. <laughs> Telling you. Reggie, this that was our it's, it was a thirty second pitch that went a little long, but we're we're so confident that you're gonna be into this and that you're gonna you're gonna hit us up and be like, yo, I I know what's happening. I want to get back in on this next F one segment because you want to give us your uh, uh, dissertation. I actually have a take. Yes, you have a real yeah. good take. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. So I I, I like it. I'm excited. Uh, hopefully you'll watch it. Fuck it. I'm sure you're going to watch it and you're going to love it. It's going to be great. So that's our F1 or FU segment there. Thank you for sticking it with, out with us. Uh, but we're, we're again, see, keeping with the, uh, the race uh, themes, we're going to change gears here. We're going to slow it down a little bit. All right. Because we're going to talk about something now that you're familiar with. We were talking about it before the show. Uh, you're quite the, uh, you're, you're, you're getting into the football, into the, the, bit, yeah. into the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the world football. You know, you, you got your Paris background there. You're city fan established, but you're not like too hardcore. You're still, you know, having a good time, which, which is good. What is too much F you in this segment? <laughs> um, Taylor, thank you. You know, we know, we know you're, you're Lewis Hamilton, bro. I, I, I thought I was impressed with what Hamilton did. Achilles hates everything the guy does. He's like Chris Ball to me, but you know, it's, it's all like, good. It's like a guy is on a Kawasaki, like crotch rocket. And he's in last place against a bunch of guys who are on those like dirt bikes that have the little mer- not even that they have like a little <laughs> motor in them nowadays like a regular bicycle with a motor yeah, oh, yeah. that's not impressive to me like you should <laughs> catch all those guys and then he couldn't pass a guy who races for Haas he was getting bodied by who's considered the worst racer on the circuit in yeah. Latif yeah and Alonso just wrecked him in the only he bullfighter dude him that was the was best because that car. Is not as good, and it locked up, and he couldn't push it as far. Because if you were just going racer for racer, he was getting bodied. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love how passionate he is about this. You know, oh, he's like, yeah. "Yo, heat, heat or F one right now? What's got you more heated, bro?" Oh, no F1. pun intended. F- <laughs> 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 All right, so let's uh, let let let's switch it up here because we we got another guest here, our friend, friend of the show, one of our uh, experts soccer minds that we've uh, been able the to become friends expert the expert especially He's when South it comes Florida. to inner miami yeah especially yeah. when it comes to inner miami and the usa game our friend alex you good to come you ready all right here she is that's what's hello. up hello alex winley hey hey what's up girl how you doing i'm good how are you guys <laughs> all right yeah welcome 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 all right hey you've you you finally get to celebrate a win it's been a yeah. while 
Very uh, how about, about that? that. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time coming. How yeah, much easier that. was it to write that article as opposed to after a loss? Oh, it was really easy. <laughs> I didn't have to criticize <laughs> anyone. I mean, well, I did do some criticism, but it was healthy criticism. But it was a good performance. And how was uh? All right, so we, okay, what was the we beat Montreal? It was what was the final score two one, I believe. Yeah, two one. Two one. Um, over at Drive Pink, you know, in the rain again. Good grief, man. When is it going to stop raining in South Florida, dude? It's just, this is that time of year where it's just every freaking day. Um, anyway, they go out, they take it. What was your big takeaway from what did they do a little differently this time? Because they were coming off of, uh, off of a draw, their last mm-hmm. game, you know, yeah. and we were, you know, we were trying to say, is it a moral victory, which I hate? You know, <laughs> we were trying to say, is it something? Can we build off of it? But what was your big takeaway from the actual win? What was it that you think was the, the biggest contribution to it? Uh, that Matuidi got dropped basically, <laughs> and Neville really solidified that midfield. You know, there was no one that was a liability. Um, usual and Gregory plugged a lot of holes, they covered a lot of ground, and uh, someone like Blaze Matuidi uh, is not able to do that anymore. So, uh, I don't even think he's gonna start tomorrow. Uh, he was so, so great off the bench, maybe that's just the yeah, he's yeah, yeah, but I think that's him you know, having more energy and just yeah. Neville bringing in a body. Like, if Jay Chapman came in, he probably would have done the same thing. So, I, I don't put too much in Matuidi's stocks, but I, I don't know why people rate Matuidi so highly. Statistically, he's just regressing. I know he's a big name, but he, there's other players on this roster that can do what he does slightly better. Like, Victor, uh, Phil Neville oh. called out Victor Ujoa by name. He's going to start tomorrow, so... It's not a matter of who's the biggest name. You know, players have said it multiple times. It's about who's going to contribute to the team the most at this point. Mm, Ricky, you got it, some. No, it just, your buddy it sounds, here. no, it's interesting because I'm I'm hearing about a former champion who is now an aging star that is being brought into Miami with a lot of fanfare and hype. <laughs> and it appears that he's not living up to that. I was about to say it. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not... Well, Larry's playing uh, midfield for the inner Miami, huh? How about that? He'd do a better job than Matuidi, honestly. Oh, really? Man, yeah. that bad. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Listen, I'll, I'll give it to Neville that he is not like, oh, you're a star, therefore you get to play. Because he yeah. already said – yeah, you're so fat that I don't even want you training with the team. You need to go to a different field and get your shit together. We're gonna leave you behind. But you on know a road what? That, trip because that's so what fat. happens. That's what happens when you have a former player that also played at a high level who's now a coach. He knows that, like, yo, you mm-hmm. current <laughs> player are giving me a, a shit amount of of effort yeah. here. Like, go get your shit together. Like, no, it doesn't fly. And now the yeah. thing, like, because yeah. Matuidi was pretty good in that first year, and this year you're right, yeah. he's just not been good. Like I said, he was out there running around still, making some good pads. I'm not saying he was great. But, yeah. he, but like you said, this year, it's like he, you didn't even know he's on the field. The guy won a World Cup, and he's on an MLS field, and you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot he's on Oh, the that's that guy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that was three years ago, though. Yeah. yeah. No, no, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, okay, so we, we're, we're praising the fact that Matuidi is coming off the bench. That seems like the right move. Uh, how did Higuain do? Did the fat shaming work? Did he look better? Or are we still... <laughs> no. Is he it actually, still more telling that video of him just walking across the whole field while the team is attacking and he's just playing in a Sunday rec league? Like, um, was there some improvement there? Yeah, he actually uh, improved. He scored two goals. He was he plays better when his brother's on the pitch. Uh, I know he gets a lot of slack, but he's been involved in a lot of Miami's goals. So without him, Miami would have been 
they wouldn't have scored anything. You know, he has a lot of assists. I have, the, I've got some stats here. Oh, uh, Gonzalo has about 29 shot creation actions, um, you know, this season, which is second behind Lewis Morgan. So uh, he definitely contributes. It's a matter of, mm-hmm. you know, other people finishing what he sets up or, and I know, you know, uh, Gonzalez has been going through a tough time. I know in the post game conference, he's talked about losing his mom and how mentally it's been affecting him. So ah, yeah, I know people are hard on him, but you know, he's going through a rough time and it's a shame. And yes, he does have to play better, but you know, that's as fans, you know, they don't necessarily take that into account when it comes to the football. So yeah, Man. he's definitely having a hard time, but I do think he'll get back into where Phil Neville needs him to be. Man, fat shaming the, the, the guy who's grieving. That's like horrible. Is, is the introduction <laughs> of Federico. The guy should have been a starter the day they brought him in last year. And I never understood why neither coach liked him. I don't Maybe he's like super lazy on the practice field because every time you put that man in the game, the entire offense just opens up and all the passes just start getting easier. And I'm just like, that guy needs to be a starter. That to me... Dropping Matuidi's fine. I'm not a big Uyoya fan. He does what he needs to do when you don't ask him to do anything except for play defense, which is fine. Play the guys where they're supposed to be. But the big difference when I watched the game, this last game, was Federico from the jump and him just opening everything up. And the guy runs around. He's, four, he's 400 years old himself. The guy's always running. <laughs> and he's, but he just has the vision to open things up for everyone else. Yeah, I think uh, he'll probably end up starting tomorrow. I know it's a quick turnaround for Miami. They played uh, a couple days ago, so, uh, you know, Pizarro did get back, but I, Neville doesn't rate him a lot. And, That's another you know, guy, yeah. Dude, I, Neville, to all three of the big stars, was like, nah, I don't know, bro. You're not you're not bringing the right energy. You, yeah, you I've heard uh, reports and rumors that the team are trying to move on. Uh, Pizarro, there's just no one that's really interested, or I haven't seen any reports about any concrete to the Lakers. (laughs) (laughs) Now, hopefully his his one assist in the gold cup will be like, oh, that's right. He's kind of good. Maybe that'll be the catalyst for us to be able to move. I saw a video of him uh, after the, after the gold cup finals, some guy recorded a video and just like insulting his mother and stuff like that while he's walking off the pitch. He's like, Hey, Pizarro, like some Mexican chinga this and that into your mom. And I was like, damn, bro. I guess those old tree fans, they were not, they they weren't being classy. I'm super surprised. Have they, have they learned nothing from these sanctions? (laughs) No, No, man. Yo, they're just, they're just going full 100, man. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> that, Alex, that's something I don't want to get into because I'll say some stuff and get in trouble. So oh yeah, I'm not gonna go Alex. in alive publicly yeah. on those three fans. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about something. You know, for me, I'm 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 very focused on and interested in you know the team building aspect of you know how clubs are formed, especially when they're expansion, whether it's basketball or football. You know. Just the other day, you know, I remember reading about some of the sanctions that were handed down to Inter Miami with regards to the Matuidi and I think some of the other acquisitions that they did. I think it was like two million or something like that. I don't know the yeah, exact two million dollar fine, two million dollars. It was two million, okay. four million yeah. total. Yeah. yeah. So and, and one I radio station for yeah. for a league <laughs> for a league that is uh, for a league that is for some reason like salary capped in a weird mm-hmm, way mm-hmm. um how do you see this affecting inner miami's future acquisitions because you i mean i have to think that you know beckham didn't come here to have a treadmill team he wanted to build a juggernaut down here in south florida and i imagine that involves not only developing players but acquiring them from either around mls or the americas like such as brazil or uh, bolivia or whatever how do you see that affecting if not their credibility but at least their ability to acquire talent 
in the next, say, three years? Yeah, this offseason, I fully expect Miami to cut uh, a lot of guys who are high salary, you know, Julian Carranza, uh, maybe Figal, LGP, guys who are on transfer allocation money that Inter Miami doesn't have, you know, going into next year because of the sanctions. So it'll be difficult, but we, the club does have Chris Anderson, who knows MLS, he's super experienced, he knows, you know, what to do with the roster, and already you're seeing uh, some acquisitions like Indiana Vasilev, Ventura Alvarado, you know, even Mar- Nick Marsman and Kieran Gibbs, they've come in and they've looked solid. So, well, it, it's a detriment uh, with enough creativity, you know, selling Pizarro, maybe terminating Matuidi's contract. I don't know. They could definitely bring in players to help smooth over um, those two years of uh, sanctions. And uh, it, it'll be hard, but it's not impossible. But I definitely think that They'll be able to get. They'll be able to get through it with um, some smart acquisitions and no more going after aging uh, European stars like they did their their first year. But we're just setting up for Messi. That's yeah, yeah, we're just setting yeah. up for. Yeah. See, which it sounds like what she's telling us is that we need an Andy Ellisberg on Inter Miami, and we'll be able to rectify the whole situation. Everything will fall yeah. into place according. Fine, I'll okay. do it. We got Chris Anderson, who is uh, better than our previous uh, uh, sporting director, who got uh, booted out of the league for. Uh, basically cheating Paul McDonough. So oh, I trust Chris Henderson a lot more than listen. I'm a, I'm a soccer guy. I've been in the soccer world, especially in Florida. And I can tell you, I've never met a single person who's like Paul McDonough. That guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's real good. It's the <laughs> ultimate failing forward story, that guy. And now he's completely <laughs> screwed over this team for two years with his little cheating scam. <laughs> like, <Damn. bro. laughs> yeah, Thanks, you, thanks you for see nothing. <laughs> Atlanta United, they're going through some struggles right now. I don't know if it's necessarily because of him, but they're in shambles. I know their front office is a little, you know, they're all over the place. And, you know, there's a bunch of reports of them just throwing money at Young South American players, you know, twelve million for this guy in City A, and it's it's it looks really helter skelter. I know Inter Miami is a bit of a mess, but they're coming through it. But right now, uh, McDonough and Atlanta, you know, yeah, he he wasn't good for them either. So, mm, so we're a little better position here. How about uh Rodolfo yeah. here? Does he need to move to a different position, or uh, like uh, our boy Anthony here is talking about? What's uh what happens with Rodolfo? Does that move him to his natural position as a striker underneath Gonzalo Iguain? Uh, honestly, Rodolfo is, I don't even think you can put him on the pitch anywhere and he'll contribute at this moment. Ooh, I think that his inner Miami burn. career, it, no, it's true. <laughs> I, I think his inner Miami career is, you know, going to get cut short right now. He doesn't work well with um, Gonzalo. He's not a creative 10 like his brother Federico. Gonzalo and Federico have a good connection. So you can't put him on the wing because he's not quick enough for that. You can't play him as a central midfielder because he doesn't have the defensive uh uh, responsibility. Like yeah, that. he doesn't. He can't do that that job. Mm-hmm. So right now, Rodolfo is basically in a no man's land, and I, mm-hmm. I do think the club will try to just get rid of him as quickly as possible, recuperate some funds if they can find a buyer. But um, against Orlando tomorrow, he he probably will start as the ten. Uh, maybe you know Federico will probably come in in the second half if Miami need a goal or or they need to create chances. But uh, Rodolfo, I think. He he's just not the right fit. I'm sure there's a player in him somewhere, but yeah. at, at Inter Miami, it's, it's just not here. You know, no, it's, it's right. not at Inter like, I mean, so Inter Miami, their wings play like wings. They're out all the way on the outside. Mm-hmm. He's not that kind of guy. I always thought he's like a uh, uh, Hazard type, where he kind of plays a little bit wing, but kind of center attacking mid, where mm-hmm. he gets the ball on the left. 
he dances around you, makes it look like a fool, and cuts in on his right. But <laughs> that's just not the way they want to play him. And they've shown – both coaches have shown it's my system or the highway, and unfortunately he just doesn't fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of missed that pretty hair of his, though. I mean, oh, he definitely had the best bro, hair on the on, show. Lashes or <laughs> right? it's like a natural eyeliner look, bro? I guess so. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, he he had that lockdown, you know. Best hair, best look, you know what I'm saying? The best <laughs> match, uh, the He's pink boots. Miami looking of the Inter-Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was he was groomed. If there was a guy that was ready to be a Miami, Inter-Miami player, was that guy coming in, bro. Like, he had it down, you know. He, he, he spoke Spanish, you know what I'm saying? Like, he had everything going for him. So, we'll, we'll miss that guy. Uh, not really. Uh, anyway, but, uh, all right, Alex Sunday was the gold cup. Yo, that thing was fire. I didn't watch none of the first 90 minutes though. I'll be honest. I don't know what I was doing Sunday. I Um, only watched the first 90 minutes. Yeah. It was a a horribly boring game. Yes, it was. It was, uh, picked up in the 60th minute, but we'll get to that in a second. yeah, Yeah. Okay. So we, and we talked about this, uh, the last time we had you on, we were saying like, yo, this, we, USA, Gold Cup wasn't even a focus. We were just, you know, where we're, there might be a couple of tryouts there for some guys who might compete for a World Cup, you know, uh, roster spot, something like that. But we were focused on qualifiers. We're not giving a shit about, you know, this Gold Cup here. We're sending our C team. We got, you know, some guys that we've never heard of, some MLSers. And, you know, they're going over there. And Achilles was hating it because there's like four or five guys on that team that he just absolutely hates. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to fire you up right now, Achilles. But, um, they kept winning. They kept doing some stuff here. Guys yeah. that, we, that we're that we not familiar with, not the household names, not the Polisiches, not the, you know, um, the, the, the old school names, those out the doors that we got so tired of watching, the uh, Bradleys and whatever else, Carlos Reyna. We didn't have his son Reyna. You know, we didn't have any of the good, the good stars there. But, yo, they came out, and to my, uh, to my knowledge here, again, factually unfactual, I'm not going to fact check it, I believe that was a pretty good uh, Mexican squad. They weren't they weren't doing the same thing that we were. Mm-hmm. They had a pretty close to full uh, full squad there, and they got housed by a bunch of scrappy little American kids here. You know, coming from I think the dude who scored the goal or was in the USL not too long ago. You know, was the second no, division. No, Miles. No, Miles Robinson was a, a super draft pick. Super yeah. draft pick. Okay, I, I could have sworn that USL. Yeah. I, I oh no, there were some USL dudes out that, there. I'm or telling you, but I could have sworn like, USL posted bit. out there. I thought USL posted the video of the goal and they said, "Hey, from USL to to here." I thought that was like, "Whoa, okay, <laughs> not bad." But anyway, good for them. They came in, they housed it. Uh, were we wrong? Like, are is is this coach? You know, because we were like, uh, is, "Is this a is this something impressive for him?" Or are you still not sold on him, Achilles? Because you look, you're making the face. What's wrong? I I'm firmly in the belief that this team accomplishes everything in spite of Greg Berhalter. Oh. Because his player selection is always the worst. Against Haiti, against Martinique, those games start and the team looks bad because he keeps playing these players that are not any good, like Pariola and Legette. Missed that wide open chance. Oh, Oh, Legette, bro. The guy's infuriating like they <laughs> all played really bad and you kept putting them out there but listen they pulled it off that's fine but so what happened in every single game in this gold cup is that in the 60th minute he'd do a triple sub like we're playing fifa yeah and he put in the real guys like rolled on it's a line change bro he's like well, yeah. you're like oh snap this team is actually kind of good maybe the tactics aren't the worst but mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. So I love the, I'm USA all the way. Mm-hmm. Like 
this the, one of the only teams that legitimately gets me like upset or super happy. Mm. Like it's the one team that I care about the most. And it was awesome to see them again hold on to their butts for 60 minutes. Oh yeah. Garbage players out there that you don't need to be starting and obviously make the team worse. And then as soon as that 60 minute came in, like within I feel it was like within three minutes of the of the of the line change, Roldan puts in a perfect ball, just yeah. missing Zardes and, and hoping. Like barely. Yeah, your boy Zardes, man. He was playing oh. pretty good. And you you've I love the guy. Like I said, he has his deficiencies. I'm not saying he's the greatest player in the world. The guy's first touch is mediocre at best. Mm. And that's been his to me. If he had a good first touch, he's a Europe based player. Because he can still, he's a good passer. He's an okay finisher. He's gigantic. He can dribble. It, like the guy does it all, man. So I've always been a big fan of his. And with the current pool, I think he's the starter. Maybe like I'm not like Josh Sargent is him, but doesn't score for the national team or his club team. <laughs> but uh, like I said, there was Miles Robinson. He made a case to be the full time starter next to John Brooks because <laughs> I'm done with Tim Ream. I'm done with Aaron Long. I'm not the biggest Miazga guy. No. You don't like the Chelsea me. dude, bro? You don't like the no. Chelsea He's guy? He's not a Chelsea guy. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, James Sands comes out of nowhere. That's a person I've heard of just because I follow U.S. soccer. You know what I mean? But he comes out there. He's not He's not a natural center back, and the guy plays great. You know what I mean? Kellen Acosta, legendary. Again, is he a starter in the World Cup? Maybe not, but that's uh, the guy you want on the team. You know what I mean? Right. Hoppy looked great. He He's got the... Clint Dempsey attitude, bro. I love it. He's yeah. super raw, but he's just angry, man. And he plays. Like, he gets that ball, mm-hmm. and he's trying to embarrass you. And he's out there running and pushing. I love That's what that. I like. There was a lot to like from this team. It's just they'd go out there for 60 minutes and play garbage soccer, and it would drive me crazy. So, <laughs> so what you're saying is then you're not convinced that it was – we won in spite of the coach, you know. It wasn't really his. Every game is but in this, spite of him. But I think it's it's obvious though that him winning the Gold Cup is pretty much like locked down his job. I don't think he's in oh, jeopardy no, of anything, right? Dude, yeah, like he's got it down. Back wins over Mexico, like yeah. even at our height, it was rare yeah. to do that. Yeah, so no chance of seeing a Mourinho sighting there. But uh, <laughs> to answer your question, there, Anthony, uh, cap for life, bro. What's up, man, ladies and gentlemen? Hey, hey, what's happening, bro? Uh, Ant, okay. <laughs> I don't know that one, but anyway. Uh, who, who were your standouts? Yeah. For, for 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 the Gold Cup team. What's that? For I was it's Alex. Who's the standouts for you? From oh, the, from the, yeah. From the Gold Cup team. Oh, I'd say Kellen Acosta, James Sands, Miles Robinson, Hoppy. Of course, I saw he was linked to to Everton like a couple weeks ago, which would be a a good pickup. <laughs> Everton plug. All right. <laughs> would be, Everton. Yeah. It would be a good pickup. Uh, yeah. Um, I was surprised at how uh, together they were. You know, Mexico was uh, – it was like they were purposely missing the net. Like, they had several chances and they didn't yeah. convert them. It was very odd. I know I was scrolling through the Liga MX subreddit and they were just upset at Tata Martino. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa. Like, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, wait. You, you were that's some serious shit there. Okay, you were scrolling that's why through. She's the expert, bro. For sure, for sure. How's your, you speak Spanish, Alex? Or uh, I'm trying. Okay, un I'm poquito. All right, yeah, yeah all right. She, I she, mean, <laughs> like, yo, she's like, yo, I need to find out more. Right. Like, that's some serious commitment to 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 to, to being knowledgeable on a subject. There, hitting the yeah. subreddits in a foreign language. All right. So, what did you did you find anything there? I mean, did you get what you were uh, looking for? 
Yeah, they were upset at Tata. They want a bunch of players gone. They were saying they were missing a couple of their star starters. You know, Raul Jimenez. There you go. And Lozano, that's a huge difference. Yeah, Lozano alone probably torches the entire tournament himself. Oh, wait, but Lozano was on the squad that wasn't he the one who got hit in the face by the bottle at the last game? Or was that another guy? I think it was him. I think so. I'm just. Saying, I know he no, was no, the no, guy who pissed off. Without yeah. him, not having him is a big deal, especially at this not very good tournament. Yeah, but again, <laughs> yeah. but it seemed like they were only missing a lot less than what we were missing. We oh, literally sure. had nothing yeah. out there. So how are we feeling? Like USA, yo, are we a little bit? Uh, this, we, do we kind of feel like maybe we're a little bit ahead of schedule, or back, you think we? Bro. We're back. Yeah. Oh. You look at, oh. Look, um, yeah. What happened to Italy? They missed out on the World Cup and. Uh, they had a complete transformation and an overhaul with their FA, so uh, and they ended up winning the Euros. So sometimes yeah. it takes uh, a disastrous uh, uh, not winning, uh, not getting into the World Cup to for your federation to take things seriously. And the U.S. is a bit uh, ahead of schedule, I would say. All right, Ricky, you you, you seem bothered. What's up? Well, no, Talk I'm, to yeah, us. I'm just. The thought of Italy winning anything just bothers me. I'm still not, I'm, I'm still not over to the 2006 World Cup final. I'm not. I will forever. I will love Italian food. I will show love to Italian people. But the, yeah. the Italian football team? Nah. No, That's how I feel not. about Mexico. Mexican it's people like, it's the like, best. Yeah. Everything about Mexico and culture is great. As soon as they put on that national mm-hmm. team jersey, the players yeah. and the people, they lose their minds. Mm-hmm. It's shocking. Oh. And to that point, I maintain that two years ago, Haiti got robbed in the semifinal. No oh. one is going to change my mind on that whatsoever. But the, th- the interesting thing about uh, the USA is that I'm, I, you know, as, as someone who is learning more and more about this uh, Team USA in terms of the presence, the growing presence of American players, not just in MLS, obviously, every, most people here are American, <coughs> right? But we're starting to see a lot more Americans in Europe, in England, in France, I think it was uh, Conrad de la Fuente. Yeah, that, uh, that's our boy, bro. Yeah, so he just, I think, Canard, he just signed with Marseille down in, uh, yeah. in the south of France. You're starting to see a lot more. I mean, you have a a, cha- a, a Champions League winning mm-hmm. striker in you know Captain America who just won earlier yeah. this year. I mean, there it is. <laughs> Right. Oh no! Let that play. I like. I like um, you know, and I think it's very heartening. I'm just hopeful. I just hope that whether it's Burhalter or whoever, is it Burkhalter or Burhalter? Okay, that's what. That's what. Uh, I it's Burr. Get a new last name, bro, because that's just too okay, weird for everybody, bro. Herman yeah, last name. Oh, yeah, Anthony. Anthony misspelled it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think. If as long as the as long as we continue to develop football here in the here in the states, and we're able to properly bring in the right team together, you know, you guys, you got Pulisic and some of the other guys that we're bringing back from Europe, as opposed to what I think it was, Klinsman a couple of cycles ago that was yeah. getting a bunch of dudes from Germany with yeah. American citizenship. Well, he was trying. I look, I Klinsman no, no, gets a I, better rap, but Klinsman no, was hey, trying for me. Clemson, no Clemson, Clemson was was like, yo, I'm just not MLS. I'm gonna go yeah. get he players was somewhere else. Of his time. The yeah. MLS mm. media treated him so poorly for saying the mm. truth that players yeah. should be going to Europe, and now you see today everyone yeah. is pushing to go to Europe. So yeah. that's why I'm uh, I'm a little salty about that. And while I do root for the US, I I can't shake that how they they just treated him so poorly for stating the truth. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree yeah. that look, I was I was a bit I was big into that hire, but he played himself like. 
Yeah. What is it? In the four years he was here, he never played the same back line twice. Yeah, the tactics were iffy. So. Yeah. yeah. By the way, uh, <laughs> good, better, Dest. That's what's up. That's the man. That's right. You know, Serginho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so I think ultimately, I think the more and more soccer, and it feels weird saying that now. But soccer stops being a suburban sport. Wait, 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 wait. Bullshit. Hey, it's it's football, okay? Don't no, I mean soccer stuff no, here, it's bro. A, you... No, it's alliteration. I'm I'm doing it for alliterative purposes, okay? As soon as soccer stops being suburban here in the United States, yeah, yeah. you're gonna start seeing, you know, because I saw this meme the other day, like, oh, the, the the team USA is not black, and all right, whatever, yeah. But <laughs> as soon as soccer stops being a suburban sport, as someone who grew up in Boca Raton, Florida. Once you start bringing the sport to the non-suburbs, you're going to see it. Because look, here's the thing. I'll say this as an American, maybe it's American pride or whatever. There's no reason why we shouldn't be a top five team in the world, even with Brazil and all these. uh, Because here's the thing. This country has everyone in it. Yeah, Everyone. Germans, Brazilians, French, Italians from everywhere in the world. There's no reason why we shouldn't have that. So I think, you know, maybe it'll take another generation, maybe even sooner. I am heartened by what I've seen. I mean, I basically watched the same. World Cup in America. Look, and we're I, watched, okay. I watched the same USA-Mexico final twice in one summer, you know, and it was yeah. encouraging, even though it felt more like USA escaping with a win oh, as yeah, opposed to it going 100%. in and getting it, you know. And I think yeah. once we reach a point where Team USA is going in there, and just beating them straight up mm-hmm. as opposed to, Oh my God, we actually beat them in extra time. <laughs> like, you know, once we get away from that, I think that then we'll be ready to take the next step and we won't necessarily have to poach people from other countries for the sake of citizenship to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. We're on I our think, way to do that. I think MLS has, you know, been a huge part of that. You know, the Academy system has been growing. It's been getting better, you know, uh, compared to the Mexican side, you know, Liga MX isn't a league where you take the step to Europe because a lot of these Mexican teams want to retain their their Mexican homegrown talent, and then they slap on these crazy fees on these guys, and then no European team is interested in buying you know a thirty million dollar eighteen year old from Chivas. So it's it like with MLS teams, you know, look at Sam Vines. I believe he's heading over to I think some random Belgium team. But that's good. He's going to Europe and, you know. Yeah, going to, to Yeah, Venezia. All, yeah. all the Dallas kids, bro. All those kids yeah. are playing Dallas head over. Dallas and Philly factor. now. Those are the two yeah. that are just cranking out talent all day. Hopefully in Miami yeah. soon. It'll take a couple yeah. of years. But. And I think Anthony Anthony makes a good point because I see he's he mentioned that, um you know, MLS is one of the lowest pay scales in American sports. Look, I, I understand mm-hmm. that. I understand. I remember, I remember doing a presentation in grad school once about how um, given the growth potential of football in the United States, there's no reason why MLS, in terms of when you combine the different demographics that could actually be interested in the sport, why it shouldn't pass hockey, it shouldn't threaten mm-hmm. seriously MLB, and it shouldn't be in the same tier as uh, American football and the NBA. <laughs> and when you look at how the MLS, if you look, if they figure out their CBA, if they're, if the players' union, you know, get some toughness lessons from either the MLB CBA or I'm sorry, players union or the NBA's players union. And you start to see more of a situation where it's like, okay, we need to, we need to, we need to widen this league in terms of how players, uh, players can be acquired and all that other stuff. Then I think we can start really seeing some real development in MLS to the extent that they could potentially become the most powerful American sports league 
in among the continents. Yeah, the There's only no big thing holding MLS be. back is MLS. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a cash cow for yeah. them right now, and they're gonna mm-hmm. keep charging, you know, ridiculous fees for people to get in, and they're just gonna milk it. Eventually, it's it's basically gotta come to a complete stop, you know, and then they're gonna be like, okay, we have to change it, and then they might roll into something that's more beneficial in the bigger picture. But right now, it's a cash mm-hmm. cow. You know, these teams are making money. There's no penalties yeah. for not being a good team. There's no pro rel. There's nothing. It's just nothing stopping you. They're just collecting money. Yeah. They have structured mm-hmm. pay you know like uh, miami's gets essentially two million dollars like a slap on the wrist to them you know what i mean although yeah. you lose a radio station so a bunch of our local friends here get you know kick get the boot but uh <laughs> it's 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 a joke though if they were to take it seriously and really realize hey how like you said how can we how can we threaten these other leagues it, it, there's a pathway to it they just I have I, like achilles I have says, they're just standing in their own way I, I know, Alex, you, I'm, I think you said you might want to say something, but once you're done, I have a proposal. I want to run this by you guys to see maybe if this is something that if it's a pl- applicable to MLS, I'm, then we could really see something. But all yeah, right, bro, we're on it, bro. Alex. You're part of the you're part of the board now here at Lemon City. All right, uh, Alex, yeah. what do you got? I think eventually they're going to keep expanding until they can have a like a 40 team league with two tiers. Because I know USL, they're trying their own pro rel thing separate from MLS because they're tired of waiting on what MLS is going to do, and they keep dragging their feet. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, I heard Vegas was a potential expansion city, and I know Charlotte's coming in soon. I think MLS is going to keep expanding until they get to 40 teams and have MLS 1, MLS 2, and have that be that pro rel, which yeah, is... there's tons of money there. There's tons yeah, of, I mean, like, the fee is like... Yeah, <laughs> like, but, like, the what's the fee? Like, $100, 100 million? million? Just... Yeah, it's a crazy fee. They can't keep yeah. doing that. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, there's, and there's really good... I mean, mm-hmm. look... Achilles, Gus, and myself, man, we've been covering the local soccer thing here for a while, man. So we've gotten to know people from all these. You know, we got mm-hmm. to talk to people from Oakland, the Oakland Root Squad. We talked to people from the old Carolina Railhawks. You know, we've seen every <laughs> weird little team that's come by here and talked to them. And we've seen it, man. There's a fan base. There's a crowd. There is people. There's good teams out there. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a lot there happening. But, you know, it's if you got money, you it's pay to play, bro. You know, as <laughs> simple yeah. as that. It's if you yeah. got money, and that goes for leagues and teams and everything. If you got money, you're going to be in uh Ricky. oh yeah you no can. no go ahead go ahead alex i was gonna say that's the unfortunate thing about american soccer um it just this pay-to-play model you know and the academies are getting better but i know i played soccer as a ayso and ymca and i i got to about 13 until um you know the money was it just got too you know absurd to pay and, and it's yeah. just there's so much potential here in the states but mls it, it's very limiting and then with the first uh, the them being the top tier and the cap being so limiting, you know, they could really spend and fly their, you know, ex, uh, expand their wings when it comes to that. But, you know, there's just this arbitrary cap that I don't know why it's there just to raise it a little bit more. So some of these teams like Inter Miami, Atlanta, LIC, you know, bring, we can bring in those, you know, young South American players who have a high upside, then sell them onto Europe. And it, it's just, there's just a lot that MLS can do, but, uh, it's they're just they're shooting themselves in the foot and it's Big hard to watch stock. yeah yeah it's hard to watch pretty much it yeah. is what it is so uh ricky before we get to yours real quick though sure. I, I, anthony's been asking like five times already man uh with Messi, a, a dirty coming into two years uh i think he means the uh, the Lionel Messi coming in right do you guys think he becomes the number of course anywhere Messi goes yeah. he's the number 10 he's gonna yeah. take over and he, wayne's gonna get the boot because he shanked that kick in the in the world cup you know <laughs> and cost him the, the, the trophy there so I don't see that partnership happening. You know, Lionel, if he does come down here, he's going to come with, you know, some of his boys, and it's going to be a package deal, bro. So, uh, Ricky, give it to yeah. me. What do you okay, got? So, 
I think, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of big structural reforms. And okay. I think this is going to have to start Ooh. from a combination of the bottom up and the top down. Okay, so for starters, what I think needs to happen is that the U.S., the United States Soccer, I think they call it the Soccer Federation, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. they need to take a look at the leagues that currently exist, either in name only or in practice. You have the MLS, you have NASL, and then you have U, uh, USL. No, NASL no, got no, murdered NASL, by yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, No, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like, casualty like, of NASL but, over here, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think what needs to happen is I think you need one league – and three major divisions between 25 and 30 teams. Now, the purist in me wants just 20 teams for, like, top flight or whatever, but I'm saying mm-hmm. one league, three major divisions, promotion relegation. Now, I know for a lot of the capitalists in, in America, they're going to be like, what? No, well, then, you know, have a good team, and you won't ever have to worry about that. Chelsea never has to worry about relegation. Uh, Arsenal, eh, sometimes, but they no. should. They should. That's a stank ass. Manchester right City, now. Manchester United, those clubs, they're never, ever since the mm-hmm. Shakes or whoever. Yeah, you can still be a ca- you can still be a capitalist yeah. and, and have all your money yeah. and do all that stuff and, and not get right. and, and have so, pro rel. Like, why not? Right. Exactly. So you have three teams, uh, uh, three leagues, uh, I'm sorry, three divisions, which is about 90 teams if you have 30, right? You bring all the teams into one league. Now, at first, you have you start with the major markets. You secure the major markets in the top flight, and then you go from there. From there, once you have the major markets secured, you see, all right, some of the other, uh, the other teams that have been re- reasonably successful, you go from there. And then it's like, okay, now we have initial 30 teams. You roll the ball out and play. You set up, you, you set up a more comprehensive players' union, collective bargaining agreement, and you model it a little bit more after Europe, Okay. Um, not only that, you take what you have essentially, and you basically say, okay, MLS runs essentially after, um, it runs basically on the edges of American football season. So the only real threat to MLS during the summer is baseball. Okay. And who's, who, I mean, I look, I I like going to baseball games, but I'm not watching, I'm not watching a Marlins game for six hours on TV. I will watch a 90, I will watch a 90 minute, uh, inter Miami match though. Cause I know what time the match is going to end. So I can go out and do all my other stuff. Right. So you have the teams, you have the market set up, you have the collective bargaining set up. So that way we could, we have an idea of how pay is going to be distributed throughout the league, how much teams can spend for respective players. And then you invest, you make sure that there is a national TV deal, such as ESPN, though I'm more partial to the way uh, CBS and Paramount Plus cover football. I mean, I love Kate Abdo. She's amazing. Okay. I, they She's should model it after that. Yes, yes. <laughs> world class, right? So you have all that set up. And then once, and you know that, I think, what is it, Field of Dreams, where the guy says, if you build it, they will come. Oh, Listen, yeah. we are the United States That's of America. For your man America. cry right there, bro. Yeah. Yeah. We are the United States of America, okay? And I'm not trying to say this because I'm some big old patriot or whatever. No, there's, there's reasons for that, but that's another discussion altogether. Um, if, you build, you know, if you flash the money, if you flash the endorsement deals, if you do all that, the players will come. Eventually, yeah. MLS mm-hmm. will transform itself into the premier league of the Americas. Much, re- you know, No disrespect to the Brazilian leagues mm-hmm. and all that stuff and all that, but I have no problem having MLS as a structure where 
they are the final stepping stone to Europe if a player chooses to go that far. Because not everyone's going to want to go over there, especially when the football opportunities exist. When you have MLS, NBA, and NFL pretty much running the table in North America, the sky is the limit for the league. The mm-hmm. sky is the limit. And if you, especially considering you have New York, LA, Miami, Chicago, uh, Dallas, uh, Seattle with their, with their huge, crazy fan base, you have the different, mm-hmm. and you have the different, um, you know, you have different tournaments such as you re you refashion the U S open into the America, you rename it into the America, you, um, you allow for the, uh, the, what's it called that the, 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 the tournament that the fans in the inland empire basically created for all those teams in those regions. The FA you, cup. No, not the FA cup. It's like the, um, Oh yeah. It's one of those Cascadia cup. Yeah. yeah the Cascadia out. cup. I yeah. think it is. Yeah. You still have those. And it's in many ways, MLS football is emulating what is happening in Europe, but with a bit of an American twist to it. Mm-hmm. You're guaranteed to watch games. You know you're going to be able to watch games, and if there's any overflow that isn't in your market, you go to ESPN+, Plus, which most people have anyways, in yeah. theory, or if not, they'll want to buy it. And as a result, you'll have a league that attracts great players. You have a league that not only is invested in developing homegrown players, the same way the English are proud of homegrown acquisitions. You have all these things coming together. The league, the game is not just in the suburbs, but they're moving into the inner city where all the other athletes, because not every, not everyone's Mm going to make the NFL. Not everyone's going to the MLB. Not everyone's going to the NBA. But if you, if you create a scenario or a situation where football is made accessible to all these guys and not only that there's they see the money-making potential of a player that plays in mls the after effects will be crazy not only do you have a competitive and a fun to watch mls but you have an even stronger team usa as a result you have a wider field mm-hmm. and who knows best case scenario you have an embarrassment of riches like the the french selection where you could pretty much build a world cup team <laughs> from the guys that got snubbed it's possible here in the United States. Yeah, we, we have, have all the resources, like you said, yeah. so man. That's pretty we have much, everything in that's mind. Pretty much, that's pretty much my general idea. I have all this stuff written so down. The, the problem that's, is... That's my general idea. <laughs> MLS, give it to them. MLS and the mm-hmm. USSF mm-hmm. are joined at the hip. So they don't care mm-hmm. about anyone else. They're two entities mm-hmm. that rely on each other to make money. And those people don't give a shit about growing the game. They yeah. just mm-hmm. care about putting money in their own pockets. So the mm-hmm. problem is... Yeah, what you're saying is what all soccer fans in the U.S. are saying. It's like, it's so easy. Just open up yeah. the game. Get yeah. rid of salary cap. Like, it's not that hard. But yeah. the people who run the game, unfortunately, they don't give a shit. Because like any other CEO in any other company, they don't actually care about putting out a good product. They want to put out a product that's good enough while making money. Yeah. That's where it's at. They can... They can make so much more. That's that's but, but what. And that's what a discipline. Yeah, but we can't even get universal health care. How are we going to get universal soccer? <laughs> this is not going to oh, happen, oh, man. We oh, can't we get can. these things right, man. I'm telling you. Look. Well, yeah, that's the the problem is is that the yeah. people who run U.S. soccer don't care about American soccer. They care about mm-hmm. MLS. American they care dollars. About just they just care about money going into like five guys' pockets. Yeah. They don't care mm-hmm. about like they could make more money. But then they have to do work and they have to worry yeah. about them. Yeah. It's so much easier for them to just be like, I don't care. We have MLS, all second dirt division. You guys can yeah. suck it. The national team is 
all they do is try to push MLS. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a joke probably, that we're yeah. that we're so advanced, we're so full of resources, we're so full of people, and yet we're like mm. the weakest of you know any of the major it's soccer just bad leadership. That's it is, it. it is, and like I said, to me, everything you're saying is right. We 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 saw it happen mm. with the destruction of the NASL. We saw mm. it when Ricardo Silva said, "Hey, we'll give you a four billion dollar." Uh, <laughs> streaming broadcasting. Yeah. Let us renegotiate. The only thing we ask is ProRel, and MLS said no. Four billion dollars is not enough. Um, so it's one of those things. Like we, it, we, we've seen it. It's unfortunately on when that money runs out, when they hit that they can't, exactly. you know, suck people's money out anymore. That's what they're going to have to stop. Take a look in the mirror and say, okay, what do we do now? And that's when maybe the opportunity might come for somebody to step in to a leadership role and guide these people where they should be going. But until then, man, like this guy says, they're joined at the hip. And money's pouring in right now, and they're just sitting back collecting, and they don't give a fuck. That's it, straight up. They don't. Do you want to? Do you want to be? Yeah. Do you want to be an MLS owner, or do you want to be an NFL owner? There is at some point in the near future, if everything works and if they listen, it could be indistinguishable. Because if you own a sport, if you like, all the NFL owners want to become MLS owners, right? So here's so that's the thing, right? So from Atlanta, just when Mark Cuban bought. Yeah. Right. When Mark Cuban bought the Dallas Mavericks, I think they were maybe a couple mm-hmm. 25, 30 million, something like that. They weren't that much. Now, if he sells the, the Mavericks, you're talking about $3 billion easy. You know, mm-hmm. the all you got, all someone needs to do is make a case study of the NBA's growth from 1984 to 2003 and see how player uh, contract values, sponsorship values and all that other stuff. And, like, you can see, and the thing is, obviously, the NBA has had a huge head start because, you know, the game basically was born in Canada and America, and and they were able to take Team USA out to the world. But Team USA, for example, has a great showing in 2026. And the right heads realize, oh, snap, we can actually grow this some more, even more than the last time Team USA looked good. By By 2030 you could have a seriously viable MLS league because I checked the other day in terms of uh, uh, attendance, top five in the world. Yeah. And MLS isn't even on the same level as a La Liga or a premier league or even yes. league. Of course, so but that's, that because they've controlled, that's because they've controlled everything up until this point so that they don't have a situation where they can put a team in a bad place where they're not going to get any fans because they charge a ridiculous amount of money and put such high standards on everything that you need to do. I'm telling you, they control it top to bottom. Mm-hmm. The only way this is going to stop is when the money runs out. But unfortunately, I don't see that happening anytime soon. But unfortunately, what does have to stop, I think we've gone a little, uh, <laughs> we've reached our time limit here. I think I'm good. Uh, but I want to, hey, Riggy, how was it, bro? How, how was it hanging out with the boys here, bro? You know, and, and, and Alex, you know, the women here. You know, we're, all, we're all homies here. I'm ha- Look, I'm happy to be here. This was great. I mean, you know, I no, try to tune in. I try to tune in when I can. And I mean, you know, we appreciate it. We see the you there on the comments. Yeah. Y'all beards, yeah. I'm yeah, bro. Yeah. But so, I'm all right. What are you going to watch? What are you going to watch on Netflix? I'm going to watch, oh, my God, it's like race something. Drive to survive. Drive to survive. Look, I know, look, here's, because, like, when I go into Netflix, it'll be right there waiting for me. I'm going to be like, there you go. (laughs) Just think, just think. Alex, did you pick a favorite racer yet? She got on board. I'm still going through it, actually, so I'm just trying to grasp everything because it's so, you know, she's on, it's a lot. Uh, on Team Mexico there. subreddits. There's not a lot yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah I can exactly. <laughs> squeeze it in between the subreddit dive, deep dive, yeah. you know, squeezing a little bit of the episode there. But, you know, yeah. you'll, we, we know you're on. 
And, and Ricky, we know you're going to love it. But, hey, thank you for hanging out with us, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, the whole heat talk, all the basketball stuff. Hopefully you don't think I'm too crazy, but, you know, I'm a little out nah. there. But I, I appreciate you hanging I, out with I, I, us. Yeah, I read the comments in the streams. <laughs> He's on you're Twitter. Not you're not – you're, you're – you're... You're tame for heat. I'm tame? <laughs> okay. All right. I appreciate it. Uh, mm. Big thank you to Five Reasons Sports for being a streaming partner there and letting us uh, broadcast on YouTube and the the nice little audience that we had. We had a lot of uh, people that probably never heard of us before. <laughs> I saw someone, what's Lemon City? Is that in Philly? I was like, like yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, but uh, but appreciate everybody who, who commented, Anthony and, and everybody before mm-hmm. him, Taylor, for hanging out with us too. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Ricky, thank you. Alex, thank you. And other than that, everybody else, we'll be back. I, I want to do a show Friday, so I, I, I got to do a show Friday. We'll do something Friday. It's happening Friday. All right? We'll be back. Yes. See you guys. Have a great night. Have a great evening, everybody. Goodbye. I wrote a song about it. Like the kid, here go. With us, you live every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> Lemon City. La, 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 la. I'm always happy to jump on with uh, my favorite Lemonhead.